folks, and welcome to another episode of Trayvon. Trayvon, oh, welcome. welcome. Thank you for joining us, mate. You're only uh, 25 minutes uh, yeah. late. Oh, mate. come, come, Mr. What Bond. What do you call this? Uh, I call it being late. Oh, uh, yeah. you know what I call it? I call it uh, an episode with my three best mates talking oh, about the world's greatest film on. franchise. Uh, 24 yeah. episodes. That's it, that's it. My name's Jake Spear, and joined with me... Always these two rat bags. Double O Derby Deck. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Like, and a, like a bird of some kind. Yeah, yeah hello. you're a bit birdy. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Polly. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll use your sound bite. Oh, place put, it put that over. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And of course, our MI6 expert, Mr. Brandon McClelland. Reporting for duty. Oh, As always, you can always rely on him, can't you? Old faithful, they oh, call me. Just like the guys are. Do they now? Or like on like a nice uh, horse. Old right. faithful. Old is faithful. that what it is? I thought old faithful was a geyser. Yeah, a geyser? At Yellowstone. Yeah. I thought you would say that I would constantly spew. You want to be hot air and hot boiling. Well, you certainly do. Scalding water. Yeah, okay. I set you up, and it's and a we swing missed and a miss. it. <laughs> Let's go to the keeper, <laughs> Mr. McClellan. What's our mission today? Our mission today, gentlemen, is the final official Bond film so far. 2015's Academy Award winning Spectre. Did Sam Smith win? Yes, we oh. yes we spoke about this on the last episode. Yeah. Did we? Oh. Uh, well, guys, a couple of shout-outs this week. We're going to do oh, our yeah. weekly little shout-out. Someone that I don't think has been acknowledged on the podcast just yet, but mm. that has been a dedicated fan since she's discovered the podcast. Your mum? Well, mum No, your mum doesn't like the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like you. She doesn't like the podcast. <laughs> when she listens to this, she'll come for you. <laughs> No, it's Spencey Marie. Ah, oh, Spencer, yes. Oh, dedicated, dedicated um, Bond fan. Incredible. Super fan. Um, uh, wonderful Instagram page. Incredible costumes and cosplay. Yeah, wonderful cosplay. Be sure to check out that page. It's absolutely and fantastic. a strong, keen defender of Stacey Sutton. Yes, oh, as we found yes, out. Very good. Which there are not enough in the Bond yeah, community. Rally the troops. Yes. Stacey Sutton for uh, POTUS. Yeah. For, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Why not? We need Why a not? new one. I mean, America's in a state. Let's not get into <laughs> Yeah, all politics. <laughs> Go Gentlemen, any other, any other shout-outs we'd like to throw, throw in the episode this week? Yes, we do. I would like to shout-out Thomas Felix Creighton uh, from the uh, Instagram page Fleming Never Dies. Ooh. All one word, as most Instagram handles are. Mm. Fleming Never Dies. It's probably one of the most interesting... Uh, Bond fan Instagrams I've come across in a very long time. How so? It's he's he is pretty much James Bond. Oh, is served in the Naval Reserve, I believe. Uh, I shouldn't be telling his story for him. <laughs> I'm not authorised to speak for him. But he's doing the. Uh, is the, he a cold-hearted killer? And he's not. No, oh, no, dear. no. Uh, but, uh, again, I can't speak for him. <laughs> no. uh, but no, you should check out his his Instagram page because I've been loving it sick. I think oh, it's fantastic. Loving and, it sick means loving it a lot. Oh yes, in, yeah. in Australia. In Australia. Um, but he's also been a very uh, very lovely supporter of us on Instagram as well so I thought I'd give him a shout out ah very good oh, very nice so uh, an out has been shouted and it what's, has been what's happening over on YouTube at the moment we've got all the Trayvons up there now yes, yes. it took a long time you were uploading for quite some days <laughs> till, till the wee hours of the morning for most nights because Australia has terrible broadband internet <laughs> <laughs> they're all up there they're all up there every single episode is out and up and on the YouTube 
along with our other series, The Cooperatives. Yes. And our improvisational skit comedy series, Bo and Tim. I think new Cooperatives episode out next week. Yes. Could new be, yeah. Arcade Archives. Oh, Ultra oh, yes. Sports. Yes. Hyper Sports. Uh, <laughs> very odd game. Very odd game. <laughs> But guys, keep in touch with us at Trayvon Pod. You'll find us on all social medias. And yes, run across to our YouTube channel, United States of Kensington. You can find all of the Trayvon Pods podcast episodes there. Oh my God, God. well, yeah, I thought you saved it. (laughs) (laughs) But I watched you drown. Yes, yes, it was a lot of flailing, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Oh dear. (laughs) Trying to get that out. But here's one for you. Oh, oh. Previously, on a night at the Roxbury and the ties that bind. Oh, how's he going to deal with this? Mm. Did you write this down? You better give me a good previous. Yes, yes. Did you write this down? I did write it. He's not like you. Mine was better because it was a conversation. Was it? I was getting the conversation going. We were talking about. Remember, we've got to do the the review of our. uh, Sorry. Of our what? Of our stories. Who, which one did they like best? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do that after this. Oh. Because now oh, okay. he's been able to see what, a, you know, good writing is. Yep. He can then kind of, you know, this is his chance to prove himself. Yep. The poll goes out as soon as this Because so far, out. mine's been the best. Well, huh? I don't know. Uh, maybe you want to vote for, for Mr. Brown and McClellan. <laughs> but mine was the most entertaining and the most self-aware. And people well, love that in 2020. Oh, my Did you continue me. continue that kind of trend? Well, you'll find out right. when I when you allow me to read on. If I allow, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, previously the franchise was completely derailed by Mad Men, who oh. insisted on filling the story with oh. utter nonsense, what threatening the complete demise of a once great legacy. Oh. Thankfully, the original writer has returned and must pick up the pieces and restore Ian the Fleming. franchise to its former glory. <laughs> oh no, that means Bros is back. No, Bros is back. <laughs> yeah. Bros more. Braw. <laughs> Podger Braw. Podger Braw. <laughs> so previously, Bond was back in M's office with Oxford professor Bill Lannington. Yep, don't mm. tell him the voice. Let's see what he does. No, no, no. no. Who was suspiciously eager to learn of Roxbury's successful Eternity Serum. Tensions rose as Bond refused Ma- to play Maternity ball. Syrup, I no, believe it was No, called. it was not the, the Maternity Syrup. Tensions rose as Bond refused to play ball and M eventually excused Professor Lennington as he began a quick dressing down of 007 followed by an appeal to reason something that's much needed on the Trey Bond podcast an appeal to reason excuse these two dirty devils editorialising is uncalled for Uh, and again not discussed not run by us at all discussed 24 episodes too much power this is the result of too much power look we tried to democratise the story and look how that turned out Bond was told to prepare for one hell of an adventure. A mission so grand that it would require a united assault team made up of all the 00 agents. Oh, brilliant plotting, brilliant. Including 003. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, who he wasn't a fan of. Not a fan of that. Infiltrate Roxbury's isolated warehouse and eliminate any associates still present. It's very kind of straight down the line. It is, it is. Bond was equipped with the latest equipment from Q Branch, <laughs> yeah, including a hybrid spear gun rifle. Yes, like because he's going to enter by water. Oh, water, is he now? And uh, and he can have a spear gun. And then when he gets up onto the land, he's got a rifle. Right, and right, right. doesn't require That a would make of, sense. If yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And also a pocket-sized grey nondescript gadget Perfect. that could do everything. Yeah, everything. Just one thing, but that thing can be anything. Oh. 
But once it's oh, done that so one once thing, you, it's like the TARDIS. That's once right. It's it's locked in that. It's that thing. Purple. That's all that it can do. That's all it can do. No, no. It said it could do everything. Anything. No, anything. no, I checked your PDF <laughs> that you sent me and it said everything? Oh, everything. God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did the double. You did that. There were, there were no elements of confusion like this after my story, dear listener. <laughs> yeah, because you kept it so bloody simple. I kept it simple. And What know was what the brand say? of bloody oats that he ate, Brandon? He didn't eat oats. <laughs> he would never <laughs> eat oats. <laughs> they were scrambled eggs, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We join Bond now in the briefing room on Her Majesty's Submarine. Oh, alongside on Her Majesty's Submarine, submarine. starring yeah. George Slazenby. <laughs> Every single 00 agent, including 003. Yeah. Bond shuffles into a small desk that resembles the kind of classroom desk. Like bumps into it. He had in Eaton. No, he shuffles into it. Like bumps it. No, oh, he sits so it's, down. It's comically too small for him. No, it's just awkward. Oh, are his knees like lifting it off the ground? Oh my god, I'm one sentence in. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> oh god. He glances the room to see all the double O's at desks in front of him. He can't remember the last time they were all in the one place together. Thunderball. It was several years <laughs> since he traversed the Middle Eastern deserts with 005 and 6. At least oh, a decade God. since the wild Caribbean missions with 001 and 002. Yeah, you got to show me these. Miss- what? 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 <laughs> I thought we were talking about a new Bond in yeah, our no, story. These are, these are spin-offs. Maybe he had seen 004, 8 and 9 most recently after that disaster in the Arctic. See, I wanted it to read like a Roald Dahl story. <laughs> like, that's what I was trying to set up and it's already working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this would be the first time he would meet the new 003. A woman. What? Since a the woman? tragedy in Korea. I guarantee you it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> he glanced the back. Of who he assumed was 003. He glanced the back. Yes, he glanced the back of, of a, 003. A, a man in the room who the is not... The only unrecognisable face in the room. Like he caught a glimpse of the back. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. glanced it. He glanced at it? Oh, my goodness. Or oh, he lanced it. Was there like a mole? I think no. that's what he was thinking. Oh, right. <laughs> a lean, fit frame behind a classroom desk with a tightly bound ponytail that hides a slender... Feminine neck. Uh, a feminine neck. He is certainly feeling the schoolboy now. As oh, M come brings on, it's sexy all No, it's not. Let me finish the sentence. As M brings the cramped briefing room to order. Order, order, order. I understand the unorthodox nature of our meeting here today, so I'd like angrier, to thank angrier. you. I'd like to thank you. Not that much. He's not fat, though. He's not fat. Yeah. But he could be. He's you never wiry. Know. He, I said specifically wiry. he was wiry. What's his name again? Admiral Marlborough. 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 So croaky, like Martin, like a smoker. Like a smoker. I'd like to thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd like to thank you for your cooperation at this time. I cannot emphasize enough the significance of this operation. The contents of your target this evening has the power to alter the course of history and the very nature of mankind. I don't know about that. You wrote the last episode. We must succeed. The world is in your hands, which is why this will be a bipartisan operation with our allies from across the Atlantic. I'd like to hand over the briefing... We've got all the double O's. We don't need any more characters. Yes, we do. 
I'd like to hand over the briefing to our friends from Langley. Oh, he's who bringing will be in Felix. Taking the lead on this operation. Felix, the floor is yours. Felix Leiter, dressed in dark trousers and a light blue open collared shirt, sleeves rolled. Is he slides right? in and takes the floor. Thanks, Em. Sort of. All right, listen up. <laughs> it's like Jack Nicholson meets. We've Jack had Nicholson. our eyes on Roxbury for a while now, and thanks to our boy James, he really blew the can wide open for us. Needless to say, we would have appreciated the heads up, but catching these guys off guard like this gives us a unique opportunity. Lights. The harsh fluorescent bulbs that buzzed overhead snap off, leaving the room in darkness aside from the faint blue haze of the emergency lighting that lines the walls and floor. What does the haze sound like? Haze. (laughs) Felix reels down a white screen (laughs) on which a projection soon flickers to life. A detailed satellite image of a vast sprawling compound is plastered on the wall for all to see. Huge chemical silos, large warehouses, shipping containers, a train line, trucks and forklifts, dockyards and large trawler ships pepper the coastline of this elaborate yet grungy criminal distribution facility. Grunge. Grunge, yeah, right. Oh my god. As you can see, they've been quite busy. And despite Roxbury now out of the picture, things seem to be moving faster than ever. Not only have we detected not only have we detected an increase in activity at this facility, but our contacts in the area suggest that there's also a fight for leadership over what's left of the organization. It's mine! It's mine! Give it here. Our mission destroy all modes of distribution at the facility. Seize the remaining chemical assets in the area and eliminate or apprehend all personnel. The facility is known to be heavily guarded, and our LIDAR satellites detect an unusually oh, large... Li- LIDAR. LIDAR. What the hell is that? You do your research. Our no, LIDAR satellites... I'm reading a book. ...detect an unusually <laughs> large subterranean network beneath the warehouses. Oh, it's some kind of, like, uh, imaging, like, thermal, so it can see... Right. Yeah. The opposite of truth dar. Mm, yeah, 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 kind of. Gosh. So expect a fight. Double O's. You will, you will infiltrate the coastal facility using high altitude, low opening insertion no, no, via no, our C one thirty Hercules. I, the spear gun, Jake. It's all in the spear gun. Well, listen. The surrounding jungle is too dense, so it's going to be a water landing. You happy? Yeah. Make oh, your way yeah. to the beach and harbor that surround the facility. CIA operatives, including myself, will provide you with constant radio. I'm a bit trouble. A little bit. I'm a bit worried about that. We've got the best. They're the best spear guns. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. CIA operatives, including myself, will provide. Oh no. Provide you with constant radio assistance and air cover when possible. Execute your objective successfully, and U.S. Special Forces will be standing by for your extraction at 0600. And they're the best Special Forces. The best. You have a little less than 20 hours to achieve your mission, Double O's. That's a decent window. Time to suit up. These are facts. Oh. And they have been checked. It's fact checked. <laughs> it's pretty short, mate. What's that? That's just a page and a half there. Excuse me? No, that's about the length, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to waffle on like you, Darby, oh, with Watson's. Oh, the audience is wondering what happens now with this story, now that we've finished all the films. 
you know, it's going to continue It'll on. It'll continue on through our book reviews and, and very special episodes. Oh, okay. So stay tuned for, for next week. <laughs> next week for the Ties that, <laughs> for the bind. Ties that bind. In the meantime, let's go back to Skyfall. What back, was your back, line? Back, Sorry, back. into fact check. They, those are the facts and I'll think. These you. are the facts and they have been checked. Oh. He's it's, not good with it's that. It's Felix. All right. It's a Felix line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what started this whole other writers <laughs> thing was finding a way to, to figure, to yeah. bring fact Does check. Does it go back to Brandon it. again? Oh, I think you can keep going now. Oh, right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy is that, with that. Oh, that, you've realised how difficult it is. is. Well, look, we'll, we'll see the results of the poll All right. uh, between this episode and next. Uh, figure the math out on that one. Maybe it is fair if we do split it each week. What do you think, Jake? I think we should. Oh. You think it should go in a kind of in a triangle? A, ra- think- a, ra- a, a rond... What do they call it? A ronda... A ronda... A ronda... <laughs> Theatre a la ronde. Well, is that what they call it? Yeah, you start with character one doing a scene with character two, and ah. then two has a scene with character three, and then three has a scene with character one, and then one has a scene with character two. I in the round, like that's a, perfect. Like a carousel Let's or a that. zoetrope. Because ah. the, the less I can, I can hear from Jake, <laughs> naturally, the better. The nicer my experience doing this podcast And also is. the the kind of the stop-start nature of this story will be yeah. further highlighted yeah, by yeah, the yeah. constant changing <laughs> writers. I don't think we'll ever get to the end facility because it'll just be <laughs> just, well, me, my story is ha- him d- and putting on a wetsuit. But it, <laughs> take, it takes five minutes. And Darby's completely derails the whole thing because it's just nonsense. Hey! And it turns into Dr. Seuss or oh, something. Whoa! What the whoa. hell? Wow! Some deep-seated God, stuff. Yeah. What happened this week? All right, well, I spent too much time away from you. Yeah. I've missed you terribly, and I just want to be mean to you all. All right, show us a bit of love. All right, all right. Well, maybe we'll find some love. In fact, check. Oh. Yeah, maybe. It's Skyfall. I'd like to. Take I'd like you to back. take you back. Yeah, there we go. To 2012. 2012. Skyfall, <laughs> starring, starring, Bernice Marlowe. Yes. <laughs> Have a Bardem. Have Harvey a Bardem. <laughs> oh, right, get into Harvey, it, get right, right. Uh, Now, did the screenwriter Peter Morgan win an Oscar for Frost, Nixon or The Queen? Frost, Nixon, he didn't. Peter was nominated for both The Queen <clears throat> and Frost, Nixon. But didn't win. But won neither of them. Mm. Damn it. But Helen did win Best Actress for yes. The Queen. Uh, how many Bond songs were nominated for Best Original Song and how many won? Brandon, you said that nobody does it better for your eyes only and Skyfall were all nominated. And uh, then Writings on the Wall uh, won as well. Yeah, there is another one. You tried to put your finger on it during the last episode but didn't come to you. So only Skyfall and Writings on the Wall have won Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. However... Duran Duran's A View to a Kill was the first and only Bond song to reach number one on the US Billboard Hot 100. But that's not an Oscar. No, but it's a little tidbit. Now, the Bond songs that have been nominated for Best Original Song... Do you know which two Bond songs have reached number one in the UK? The only two to reach number one in the UK. Live and let die. No, but I think that might be the Oscar winner. What do you think of the two that made number one in the UK? Um, Skyfall? Nope. Oh. Um, I think that got to three. For your eyes nope. only. Mm, um. uh, Thunderball? Nope. Uh, what a wonderful world. I think a little more recently than that. Okay. Oh, not your 
Casino Royale, mate. Nope. What about... Alicia um, Keys. No. What oh, about... Thank God. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Yeah. yeah. She was the second to go number one in the UK. Mm. Um, Goldfinger. No. She went second consecutively. 2015's Writings on the Wall by oh. Sam Smith oh. was the first Bond song to go number one in the UK. Yeah, right. Wow, that took the a long time. One. A long bloody time. Mm. 53 years. Goodness me. Well, That's we how know. Long it took to write. What? <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> she must be so old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. So we know the other nominees. Brandon, run us through the nominees from most recent down to oldest. Well, you've got the writings on the wall. Which yes. one? No, no particular. Skyfall. Which yes. one? Yes. Uh, then before that, there was a huge gap, yeah. and it was uh, for your eyes only. Mm. Then it was nobody does it better. And what was the last one? Live and I'm going to guess it's Live and Let Die. You'd be right. You'd be right. Yeah. And it lost to Barbara Streisand's The Way We Were. Ah. Sing us a bar of that. The Way We Were. That's for your eyes only. That's for only. You dirty devil. No, I don't know. I've seen the film, but I can't remember the song. Oh, well, then you're a liar. Partly. <laughs> Brandon, you said that the track that is playing from the helicopter at Skyfall <clears> is <throat> Boom Boom by I Johnny Lee Mavis. Room to spend the night forever. <laughs> yeah, Venga Boy. Venga Boy. Boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. I want to see a cut with that track <laughs> over, over that scene. You said that that track was by Johnny Lee Mavis. Someone like that, yeah. He also... Uh, you Someone also, with three names. Yes. Or Johnny Mavavas. That's Mav- right. So, Mephistopheles. Boom Boom. Mephistopheles. Boom Boom was originally written by John Lee Hooker. Oh, oh. thank you, Mr. Hooker. Uh, Someone like that. Right. No, uh, he does it the, better. But the Skyfall track is actually the 1965 cover performed <gasps> by the animals. Sorry. Oh, what? 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 Yes. Skyfall w- w- is a cover. No, boom, boom. Oh, my the song boom, boom, boom. Darby, are you even cover. here? Where <laughs> are you, Darby? Things. <laughs> I said the Skyfall track, as in the track that's in the movie Skyfall. What track is in the movie Skyfall? The, the, boom, boom, the one that we're the... talking about. <laughs> I thought we were talking about a Bond song. Oh, <laughs> we've moved on. All right, here's one for him. Darby, you said atmosphere is light. Excuse me? You did say that, and I, I didn't want to question it. <laughs> According to the Oxford Dictionary... Went, atmosphere is light. In this context... <laughs> atmosphere is everything. Atmosphere is the pervading tone or mood of a place, situation, or creative work. Ooh, got him. <laughs> and light is the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes what things visible. What are you visible. trying to achieve here? I'm saying you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> nonsense. Fact-checked! <laughs> Well, without light, you're not going to have much of a bloody atmosphere. Look, I'll give you that, because without light, you can't see. If you didn't, you'd have a dark atmosphere. It would be very creepy. It would be. We're getting very existential here in Trayvon, but you've been fact-checked. Was Skyfall nominated for Best Picture? That was a low blow, man. I didn't need that today. Well, it's my birthday a couple of days ago. It was, yeah. It was, it was. was. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. It's come and gone, so... It's mine next oh. in six months. <laughs> if we get there, bloody yeah, 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 get ready for it. Um, you're right, Brandon. It wasn't nominated for best picture. What now, are we talking about? 
was, was Skyfall. Skyfall. Yes. The movie that we watched yes. last week, Darby. Yes. Was was it nominated for Best Picture? I don't know. I said no. That's why we're not. doing fact check. Yeah. Yes. No, it wasn't. I said that this was the year where there were lots of nominees. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you say that every bloody time we talk about the Oscars. They've been doing that since 2010. Yeah. Yeah. What? They've no, been doing oh, 10, nom- was it 10 nominees. I think Inception, oh, whatever Inception was in. No, look, there were nine nominees that year, but yeah. it was in 2009 that the Academy increased the number of nominees from five to ten. All right. But back in the 1930s and 40s... <laughs> Do you know was- why they did that? Because there was so many bloody good movies. Yeah, well, it the, mainly was because of the backlash of The Dark Knight not yes. getting nominated. That's mm. right. Oh, sorry, was that in the fact check? Well, no, it wasn't, but... No, he doesn't oh, do his oh, work oh, properly. Well, sorry, sorry. Me. Oh, right. But if you go back to the 1930s and 40s... How would I do that, Jake? In your weird gadget that you gave Q. Yeah, TARDIS, that's right. Uh, It was actually very common back in the 30s and 40s for Best Picture to be full of anywhere between 8 and 12 nominated films. Bullshit. Mm. It's quite a lot. (laughs) Well... He is hostile. He is, he's ready now. (laughs) Brandon, you said it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. to get a nomination. Yeah. Or to run a campaign. Yeah, an Oscar. An Oscar. Did I say candy. hundreds? You said hundreds yeah, of that's thousands. A lot of it dollars. should be tens. It should be tens of thousands. Tens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks to the blog Stephen Follower, which is a great site. He's a data researcher in the is this film an industry. No, 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 not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. He's a data researcher within the film industry, and he's outlined some very interesting facts on this very topic. The cost of a Best Picture Oscar campaign is about $10 million. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, wow. Most of that money is spent on advertising. Oh, my God. So, a page one advert in The Hollywood Reporter, one of the uh, film industry trade magazines for those... To say, vote one, Django Unchained. Pretty much, for your consideration, during Oscar season, cost around about 72 grand. 72,000 US for one ad. Page one ad. A movie for that. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the 2005 film Crash oh, yeah. spent $250,000 on DVD screeners alone. Oh my god. PR consultants are paid anywhere from 10 to 15 grand plus <laughs> bonuses of $20,000 per nomination slash win. Is there that much of a financial kind of payoff for putting that much money to win an award like if you win an Oscar yes. a best picture Oscar win is worth about 3 million in increased box office gross but you spend 10 million to get it <laughs> oh yeah baby sense. but that 3 million it's sweet oh that sweet. 7 million you just threw in a hole oh uh, wasted <laughs> yes useless to 7 million it's about the 3 it's about that, it's about that 3 million that little bold gold guy that's right and what I found the is that price of so, ma- so much of this cash is going towards, you know, whining and dining members of the Academy to swing votes. But according to an article so in... Um, it is. Uh, in Variety magazine, the Oscar campaign budget for Argo, mm. which won the Oscar the year Skyfall... Yes, it did. ...would yeah. have been nominated. Was nominated. Well... Wasn't for Best Picture. Not for Best Picture. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the budget for Argo, the Oscar campaign for yeah. Argo... Get to it. Twenty-five million dollars. It's not worth it. And the same amount of money was spent by Netflix for their campaign for Roma. Ooh. Are you serious? They spent twenty-five million dollars. 
Look, I kind of understand Netflix doing it because they want to establish themselves as the next player. Yeah, they've got a lot of... You don't know what, what anything about what Netflix That's might. true, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of random... <laughs> Tell you something I know, though, folks. No, yeah. That's fact-check. Oh, he's that's, kept his fact pretty check. short. That is fact-check. There was nothing about the actual he's done his Bond job. film that... Nothing about... Checking. There was no, like, facts. No, you guys were pretty well-behaved. Yeah, but, you know... You should have maybe gotten a few interesting Oh, now, come on. If I had come out here with another five to ten minutes, you would have had my neck for being, oh, he's wafted. That didn't need to be a fact check. This didn't need to be a fact check. Look, bonus points for the the brevity. Well, it's time to get into my favourite segment. Uh, And mine, yeah. And yours as well. Yeah, my favourite segment. Yeah, it's mine. Uh, Well, it's preconceived notions. What are they? That's new. Will we keep that? I think I had a... I think I had a theme song. What wasn't it? I do declare. No, that was your that was your um, fan mail. Fan mail. mail. Yes. Oh, there's no oh, fan mail this right. week. That's right. It? There was no fan mail this no. week. Oh. Write us, write us, write us so some fan mail. Fan yeah, mail. Because I want to hear that jingle. He wants yes. <laughs> jingle back. Uh, no, it's preconceived notions. Spectre. 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 Let's get down to it, Jake. Yeah. Oh, look out. Um. I don't know. I, I'm. I can't remember this film, like most of them. Did you see it? <clears throat> you know what? I'm not even a hundred percent sure I did. Do you remember the like, octopi? No, I'm. The, no, I did. I'm. I'm sure I, think it's I did. Actually, octopuses. Ooh, I don't think octopus I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I think I did. I don't know whether I saw it with you fellas. I didn't see it. With you me. didn't see it with me. You sure. This I only saw in the cinema once. Really? Oh, didn't I'm like sure it. I saw. No, this. I really did. Mm, but... Wallet, wallet didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Pull. <laughs> I think it's got. Look for my money. I think it's going to be good. From what I hear right now, today, <clears throat> a few moments earlier, oh, it's going to be a little bit slower. All right. Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Here's one for you. Yeah. You've been a bit wishy-washy on the Craigs. You've kind of cast your nasturtions, aspersions. Nasturtions? Uh, that's right. That's why <laughs> that's right. my dad <laughs> used to always say that. That one stuck. He used to say cast your nasturtions all the time. It's really funny. Um, they have been cast. They've been cast, your aspersions, your Aspergers. Yes. And... Um, and uh, you've said things such as help me out here Brandon uh, oh so you can't even the, back up his Craig, shush you have said things like all the Craig films are the same there's but something then, I can't, can't quite put my you finger did, on about you them did, you did say at the end of last episode that all three of them are very we did get him on that point yeah he, he got to the point by the end where he said no I do see that all three of them are very different yeah and, and he's been on a bit of a complex journey with them as James Bond films yes where are you Jake where are you now are you can you see the forest for the trees I'm currently in Brandon's spare room oh, uh, recording an episode of Trey Bond I call <gasps> it the study <laughs> oh it's a study right okay um, where am I at with the Craigs in relation to are they a Bond film just in general just in general um I'm loving them sick because which means which loving means, them a lot. Yes, loving them uh, loving them very much. Um like I've said before, I think they're in a league of their own because they've got such an advantage when it comes to modern cinema, modern acting. Um they've got such a complexity to them that we don't really see in the earlier films, mm-hmm. even the Brosnan films I find. Um but they are very different and I have really struggled with judging them accordingly. Um, because of their difference, it's 
for me, it was a real it was a real shock to the system because it was such a departure from what I'd been used to with the previous twenty films going on this journey. Yeah. Um, Can you remember those films? Uh, a number of them. <laughs> there, it, it's funny though. There's a couple that I'm like, do I remember what's in that one? What's in that did, one? did I like that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. coronavirus blur. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the Bond blur. The there Bond are a blur. couple of those old Bond films where you're a bit like, mm, they don't stick. So yeah. what are you expecting then? Don't just tell me the lots of action and lots of thrills I'm... and a fine adventure. <clears throat> tell me exactly what you're expecting. Look. This is the last one, mate. This is the last Until one. Until November. Until, well, hopefully. Well, maybe. I'm not convinced. But um, what am I expecting? I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, don't mm-hmm. give that to him. Spectre. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wouldn't do it. No, I said I would. <laughs> I said I would multiple times. <laughs> I think we're going to get a, a dark, broody... Craig in a dark, broody film. Um, in a good way? I don't know. I, I just kind of have this... This is a preconceived notion for you. I have a feeling that most of this what film... what we want out of segment. you. It's what we want out of you. Something. <laughs> I have a feeling that this film's going to take place mostly in the dark. Oh. We'll be in the lounge room in the dark. In is the that shadows. what you mean? No, I think the locations and, and the time set to this film is going to be after dark. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Some um, of it is, I guess. and in the shadows, oh, most of it. That's why you got the <clears throat> snow. You got, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, you might be, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just wonder, I just wonder how much of a dampener that's going to put on me because there's a part of me that really loves the vibrancy of Bond, and I think that's something that I got from Skyfall, and it's even something that I got from Quantum mm. as well. And Casino, for sure, for sure. Oh no! Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. I love me lo- I, lo- I love me locations, <laughs> and I, I love I love a good um, grand sweeping adventure. Uh-huh. Yeah, about brooms. And I just wonder if this one's going to be a little bit too heady and a little bit too uh, look what we're doing, mm, like um, a bad brood. Serious. Yeah. Can I ask you both on this? <clears throat> no, this is I'm a preconceived. All right. Well, I'll just ask Jake then. Yeah. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, no, damn it! Oh, I'm asking me. both. Yeah, ask me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know. Gadgets have uh, figured very, uh, pretty much not at all in the Craig films so far. (laughs) There's been some gadgets. Do you miss them? I do. And are you? Do you going into this? Mm -hmm. Let's pretend that it's we've never seen it. What in terms of the gadgets? Do you want gadgets going into this? I'd love to see them, but I don't think they'll be there. Okay. I'm not. I'm not expecting to see them. I feel like a Bond film needs one good gadget. That's okay. my. That's my. Yeah. I think a Bond film isn't a Bond film without, without gadgets. Ooh, okay. There's always a gadget. There's always a gadget. There's something missing if there isn't one. There. Even if it's just a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been one where it, it, a gun's not a gadget? A gun. A gun with a handprint reader. Yeah. I'll yeah, pay that. that I'll pay yeah, that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know whether there's gadgets. Well. None in Quantum. Uh, Apart from that goofy table. Well, that's the gadget. That's it. Yeah. That's a gadget no, influence. No. We discussed this on the podcast. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, but I, I do think they've been a bit scared with some of those more obvious or maybe more traditional well, Bond they, tropes. They just got so big in the Brosnan They era did. They got they, scared of just them, like, oh, God. Let's hit the reset button here. All right, well, Mr. Clemelland. Clemelland, yeah. What are your preconceived motions? 
my my uh, make and tave totions is that I don't think this film is as bad as everyone says. Mm. It's not a top tier Bond film, Mm-mm. but is it shaken? I th- yeah, I think so. My look, I've seen it a couple of times. The thing that that I find I find it harder to defend this film sometimes because I don't really remember everything in it. I remember the the intricacies of the plots of the first three Craigs so bloody well. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you beat for beat what happens in those three films. With Spectre, I'm pretty foggy. There's the the main thing that stands out is that I remember Leia Seydoux in it and mm. I remember her romance with Bond but I wonder if that has been solidified for me by all the No Time to Die trailers the marketing for that the fact that she's returning and there's been such a big deal made of that I wonder if that's what's kind of solidified that for me mm. um, I do remember that I didn't really buy the relationship between Leia Seydoux and Daniel Craig the first time but that may be because I was expecting I was expecting a Vespa-style romance, but mm-hmm. they are two very different characters, so maybe it's unfair of me to, to kind of assume that. Mm. I think it's unfair. And then there's the the Bastard. Blofeld Spectre stuff Mets. that I remember. The the whole Brofeld, you know, <laughs> are they brothers, are they not, you know? Because really, I think technically... I don't think he actually... They are brothers. I don't think they actually go that far in the story. Right. But he essentially fills that that role. Um, I remember thinking it was a little... I went, oh, Austin Powers, when I saw it in the cinema. And that that feels like that's the main thing that people talk about. How so? To this How is it Austin Powers? Because gold... Uh, Doctor Evil and Austin Powers oh, are, right. are yeah, brothers okay. separated, and you know it's it's essentially you know <laughs> they're now they're now being influenced by the thing that was parodying them. Yeah. And the other thing I remember is that the the very final act of the film is a little um, a little convenient. Hmm. But if I'm being honest, now we're, we're 24 films in. Most of the bloody third acts of these films are pretty convenient. I mean, mm. it's pretty rare where it's a bit of a, you know, oh my God, how did we get here kind of moment. Most of them, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it, it's a Bond film, so you have to surrender yourself to a little bit of that. Yeah, kind of- I feel like the, the Craig films have, have pioneered uh, a more organic form of storytelling, though, yes. which is why Spectre's a bit of a disappointment in that re- regard. Yeah. Is that it, the story is unfolding out of itself in the previous films yeah. to, to, to a degree. Mm. Some more successful, some less successful. I think this is, for me. Are you? Do you feel you've wrapped your? I'm having to kind of notions? openly talk about this because yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's. I guess because it's the last one we're doing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of feel like this one for me. I've been through a really complex journey with mm. in just this these last five years since its release. So the only one in the, in the series I didn't see the premiere with you, which was an interesting thing. Oh my just god! As a, yeah, just as an I saw it with my partner. Yeah, and I saw it with my partner. Yeah, and um, I remember missing your input immediately afterwards because I was left in a bit of a strange place by it. Because I remember my who's that? What's he? Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember feeling kind of like I had watched a really enjoyable Bond film. That was my kind of immediate reaction, and I was really 
on its side. I thought they'd done a good job and they'd graduated well and it felt right and it felt like they'd worked well within the formula. But since then, I've come to really dislike this movie. Um, How many times have you seen it? I think I've seen it three or four times. Um, Probably more than... I've I've come back to re-watch this one more than the other Craigs because I felt, I guess, more settled on them prior to doing this thing. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, the last time I watched it, I remembered really having a negative experience with a lot of it. I remember... Um, this was last year. This was this was actually just before we started this podcast. I think it was around Christmas time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, dipping my toe in the water. Yeah. And um, I hate the pre-title sequence. I hate a lot of the narrative decisions. Do you really? Because that's kind of seen as the, the best part of it. We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it afterwards. I hate that. I hate a lot of the story decisions. Hate's a strong word. Very um, strong. <laughs> we like I, strong words. I, I dislike a lot of the technical details, such as the color grade, um, and I think they a lot of this, the the narr- What gets me most riled up about this film is some of the nonsensical decision making that goes into the, the world of the narrative. Right. Kind of, a lot of the stuff feels shoehorned. Nothing really works, and it's inorganic, as you said before. That's kind of I think that's the the right kind of word for it is that it mm. doesn't have an organic structure or narrative. It feels all shoehorned. It feels very constructed yeah. to me. and Which is Blofeld. <clears throat> He's doing it. He's yeah. constructing it all. Yeah. You grazed your knee in sixth grade. It was me. Yeah. The yeah. author of all your pain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're finally there. <laughs> yeah. We're finally there. So I'm interested today, I guess, looking at the positive side of things. I'm not going to come into it afterwards, ripping it apart. I want to look for things to love now, having done all this. And I'm really excited to see what Daniel Craig's doing. Because I feel like he's you listening to you boys talk about him and, and, and analysing his performance and his choices and how kind of his technical mastery... I wonder where that is fourth time round. If he is a bit more on the tired side, yeah. if he is phoning it in as much as a Daniel Craig can, mm. or if that arc is continuing to evolve, he's still finding new stuff in the character. Mm. I think that's what I'm most interested by. Mm. I remember loving the chase scene in Rome. I remember loving the stuff on the train. I remember loving a lot of the choices made in this movie. And there's a lot of Bondian stuff. So I think it's going to win some favor. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I don't really like this one. Interesting. That's where I'm at. Interesting. Mm. So this is mm. Craig's fourth film? Fourth film. Yeah. So where were the other Bonds at when so, their fourth came around? Connery, mm-hmm. Thunderbolt. Oh, wow. Um, Moore, yep. Moonraker. Oh, yeah, boy. Brosnan, Die Another Day. Oh. It's a tough one. <laughs> okay. Except for Thunderbolt. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's no secret that we... Do not like Die Another Day. No. And Moonraker's a chore. Yes. 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 Thunderball we loved. Thunderball. Gave it a 10. Love it. One of my faves. Yeah. Um, look, gentlemen, I've, I've got to say, I'm really interested to see how we go with this. Yeah. yeah. And I think we should say from the outset that in the entire 24 films, this has been a pleasure, by the way, oh, doing yeah. these films. Always. To be able to watch this with my two best mates oh. finally after all these years is, is it's a big thing. Thanks, um, mate. But one of the things going into these is that I found that if you go in wanting to have a good time, absolutely, yes. I, we've never gone into That's any of the these, James Bond state of mind. Yeah, and we've mm. never gone into any of these films going, oh, I can't wait to rip it apart. No, no, no. we're always hoping for the best. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're on their side. We're so I hope side. I hope Spectre really pleasantly surprises me. 
And mm. I hope that we have kept you all very pleasantly surprised. Yes. In these 24 episodes. Yeah. We thank you for listening. And I hope we continue to keep you surprised. I'm going to... I'm out. Surprise! After, well, after <laughs> oh this episode, I, might, I'm, I don't know if I'll do it anymore. Oh. oh. But, all right. um, we'll we should probably it. talk about this after. Off, after, off, yeah. off yeah. mic. You can't yeah. bring yeah. that on us now. It's time to pop in the Blu-ray for 2015's Spectre. Gentlemen, we have just seen 2015's Academy Award winning Spectre. Right you are. Mm, right you are. What did we think? Absolute banger. Absolute banger? Absolute banger. Oh, okay. Your first quick response like that in as many words. So two words. Oh, I'll give you five. <laughs> uh, 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 um, liked it more than thought. <laughs> liked it more than I'd thought, maybe? If I had six words. Liked it more than thought. Yeah, liked it more than before. Liked it more than earlier. Liked it more than prior. <laughs> he won't, he won't no, use he my won't. words. No, he won't. No, no. no. Um, you, say, go. You get you get three. Great until the last. That's four. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great until the last. Great until the last. Great until oh, the last. I should say great until the last act. Great until the last act. Yeah, right. From okay. me? Okay. All right. You've yeah. said banger. You yeah. said banger. I yes. want to jump in on that. Yeah. Yep. Elaborate. <laughs> this took my breath away. Did it? Really? Yeah, it, did. it really did. I, I don't know what everyone's going on about. <laughs> you, you don't know what everyone's going on about. No, what, I don't. What are they going on about, Jake? Everyone seems to bag this film out. Who? They do, yeah. They, the people. Oh. The Bond Communitaire. The, 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 mis- the mysterious they. They. The forums, the Facebook groups. I don't see it. You saying until the last, I kind of get it. It's the, it's old, the old MI6 building crumbling to the ground is a little bit... And the torture scene for me. Yeah. It's from the torture scene on that yeah. I kind of go... Oh, and no. CG and uh, what a shame. Uh, I know what you mean. It just feels a bit rushed. It feels like it feels like there's another hour to go from that moment from the from, torture. Yes, yeah, and I feel like we wrap everything up mm. just too quickly. But you don't agree? I well, he said absolute banger. I see what you're saying, but I'm willing to forgive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fair. I I think everything is firing on all cylinders here. I think this is it's it's got everything that I that I like. Mhm. It's Which is? Which is <laughs> the 34 day point plan. Yes. Yes. We do need to dig that up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, you get a you get you get a great bond, you get a you get a great bond woman, you get gorgeous locations and amazing shots, incredible stunts and fights. My god. It's funny. Yeah. There's a couple of good laughs in there. You get all the regulars. You get a fair bit of the regulars, actually. Everyone wants a bit of the a action. Bit, a bit too much. Maybe a bit at the end, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Massive plot. Look, all of this thing about him being the, you know, harbinger of death, or what is it, what's he call himself? The um, bringer of all your pains? Or the, the author of all your pains. Yeah, 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 that, 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 that. 
Brandon's only quoted it on every podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> How do you not remember it? He's a great Blofeld. You think? Yeah. I dig it. Is he a great Blofeld? That's the question. He's menacing I, as I all shit. when I pointed at you for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I think he's not doing very much in the torture scene. I could be wrong. Uh-huh. Doesn't um, need to. Bond's completely tied up by But machines. it seems a little bit disappointing to me. I think he disappoints me. If I'm being very, very honest with myself, Christoph Waltz disappoints me slightly with Blofeld. I don't know if it's in the script uh, what I'm aren't not, you getting? What's I'm just not. Missing? I don't. I don't quite know. I don't quite know. I have a. I have a theory. A theory. Mm. A, th- a fearful a f- theory. A fearful theory. Mm-hmm. My theory is that because he has delivered one of the greatest screen villains, yes, that we've seen, particularly in the last ten years, Colonel Hans Lander, Hans Lander from Inglorious Bastards, and then followed that up with a sensational performance in uh, Django Unchained Mm. both of which he won the Oscar for and following the amazing performance of someone like Javier Bardet as Silver which was terrific you're kind of going oh this will be it this has got to be his best performance because I was watching him going nothing he's doing upsets me no not necessarily nothing he does do I go oh that's a bad choice hmm but I'm also there going, but when's the Christoph Waltz moment going to happen? Mm. When is it? Where's, the, where's that weird playful energy that he has when he, when he plays villains? And I think because it is such a toned down performance for him, there's a part of me that is going, oh, I want a bit more. A bit hungry for more. Yeah, which mm. if it was played by an unknown... I, have, I kept asking myself, I was like, would I still be thinking that if I didn't know his past work? And is it fair for me to judge him on his past work in this one? Mm. Maybe it is. You think Christoph is a victim of your expectations yes, of him? I do. I think he's a victim of my expectations uh, sometimes. I really enjoyed him in, in this viewing. I gotta say, Savalas is still my blowfield. <laughs> oh, Grandma Savalas. Yeah, it's is. not Grandma Savalas. <laughs> I really do think that Telly Savalas is the best Blofeld. Uh, but you think Christoph Waltz? Of all the Blofelds? Of all the Bluffelds? Yeah. Christoph's got my gold medal. Why? Uh, mine's the Thunderball guy. It, it, look, yeah, of the ones that we. Yeah, of the ones we see, it's Savalas. Of the ones we don't see, or yeah. of all of them. Yeah. It is probably the unseen Blofeld. Yeah. Mm. I, I think I agree. I think if we're going to talk about Blofeld, which we have in the past, we've all come to agreement that I think the best Blofeld is the Blofeld we don't see. And they don't do that here. Well, they do for a bit. Not in, in that really. In that, um, oh, in in that the, scene. In the, yeah. yeah. Where, where Blofeld's first... Yeah, where he's in the shadow and that kind of stuff, which is... I quite like. And then... It's kind of instant gratification. Though. Yeah, there's, mm. it's very instant. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. But the whole film is built around the fact that we're going to be unpacking this bluffled. This bluffled. Do you think satisfactorily mm-hmm. we unpack that? No. Because uh, I don't believe it. You I don't think believe it's my, the whole brother thing, the whole origin story. I don't believe. I don't believe Blofeld in this universe, I think, is at the core of my problem. I don't know. I just I just feel like when we were watching Quantum and we saw the meeting of Spectre at the opera, I remember in the podcast we all commented on how apt that was yeah. in 2008 to have this high-powered villainous meeting happen in plain sight 
with microphones and, you, you know, the hiding in plain sight theory that that could be the only way to really do it. Mm. And then they undo all of that because they have a, a clandestine meeting in Rome. In Rome, in yeah. Rome. yeah. <laughs> this is where Darby and I diverge. Right. Because... Darby wants it to be real Excuse life. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not real life. It's not about what it's I James want. It's James Bond. Excuse me, I'll contend with that. It's, it, it is not about what I want at all. It's about what they've said they're doing. What have they said they're doing? Well, if you base, base it on the other three films... Quantum. If you base it on the other three films, mm. the kind of journey of Daniel Craig's James Bond, mm. it is happening in a more realistic world mm. where you wouldn't... Even have, Skyfall? I mean, I guess it starts to unspool a little this, bit This there. feels more in the Skyfall world to me mm. than it does the uh, the Casino Quantum world. Yeah, I would agree. There's a, Which is why <clears throat> when, when we start bringing up things like Le Chiffre and, and Vespa and Dominic Green and Quantum, I go, I get it, they're mm. tying it all together. But the, the the reality of the Skyfall and Spectre world feels more in the... It's really hard because I don't think it's Marvel superhero, but it does sit a little bit more in that kind of superhero world for me. I think I know what you mean in as much as the influence is really... It's, it is pervasive. I couldn't quite... I wouldn't be able to put my finger on exactly where this is drawing from Marvel. I can't either. That's, I, but that's, I, but that's I get a, what you're saying. There's there's a yeah. feeling when I watch it where I go, oh oh oh, Bond as Bond as Vincible superhero. There's like this. It, he's still vulnerable, mm. but more of a Batman, maybe yeah, a little bit. Which we spoke right. about in Skyfall bit. a little bit yeah. when he goes back to his old mansion it, with his yes. Alfred Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a little bit of the Batman. Uh, feel to it. Maybe that's mm. what I'm picking up on, actually. Mm. And and there is a, a kind of, you know, Joker. There is a Joker element, element to to Silver, and then also to Blofeld, Blofeld in this, yeah. like where he has behind the glass again. But yes, and and a little bit with the uh, the tying up of. Um, I kept wanting to say Rachel the entire time. Well, wow. well, having to split the. Yeah, you like, either escape with your life, live and... with it, or. Yeah, she, that's so you'll dark. Save night. Her. That's yeah, so it's dark it's night. it's very dark night, and it, there's a little bit of that there where I'm just like, where is she? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you actually, even, you actually says... made that joke, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember your name, so I called you Batman, <laughs> Jake, my yes. friend of more than ten years. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. What it's, about it falls short for you? It's that third act. It's once we get to the torture scene, I feel like the whole personal vendetta feels really petty rather than... I, I think you you should still have... Okay, this is my grand theory time. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go after you. I've got some grand theory. I don't right. think that Blofeld should, be, should know Bond personally like that from his past mm-hmm. he, he should, should he know here to bond and he should yeah. he should know about bond and be like finally we get to meet face I've to face so after all you. these years 
you keep fucking things up, but I got a few good punches in, mm. rather than daddy always liked you best. I find that that actually diminishes Blofeld's status a little bit mm. because he feels very petty, which I think is kind of what they're trying to do. I think that's what the filmmakers are trying to do is not build Blofeld up as this kind of be-all and end-all villain. But he's someone just with a another, personal... Yeah, he's another human with a traumatic past that has, you know, and I, I would wager a psychopath. Mm. Um, so they're kind of mirroring a little bit of Bond in that. But what it does for me is is, is un, unravels him a little bit and it unravels... It unravels a bit too much in that torture scene. But what I think is that everything that happens after that torture scene could have happened in that lair. So Bond escaping that lair... If they had just stuck to the formula of a, of a larger finale... Yeah, and, and that shoot-down of, pl- of the helicopter... It all happens then, there. It happens there. Yeah. Because you've set up in Rule's Restaurant that M and everyone know about blah, blah, blah. You know, that there's this crater in the middle of the bloody desert and that's mm. where they're heading, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's recycling symbols when you go back and you blow up. Yeah, and it, en- it, it feels like it ends in London purely for the convenience of the arrest. And to have all of the MIs there. Oh, yes, and to have that moment on the bridge where he decides whether or not he walks to the left and chooses the MI6 or walks to the right and chooses a life with Madeline. Yeah. I feel like you could probably still have that decision at that volcano lair. And I feel crater like lair. you've got a uh, crater lair. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like you've got. It, it, there's something way more interesting if we're in Blofeld's lair, and then I would buy the setups of you know her being captured or tortured or you know blah 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 blah, and you have to find her. And Blofeld has the upper hand because it's his lair. He knows the in, in and out of that place. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. Whereas when we go back to London. It does feel a bit like, how do we get the team back together? And how also, do we wrap up the C storyline? Where I'm just like, the C storyline's kind of not important. You can arrest him off screen. Well, the whole thing with Madeline, it's like she doesn't actually need to be in London. At all. Yeah, at yes, all. At all. To make the decision to yeah. go, it's all just dramatic. Yeah, she ins- could make that like, decision before they get back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there's a part of me too that during that torture scene where she goes up to him and she expects him not to recognize her face or whatever. Yes. There's a part of me that when she says, I love you. Why? I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, with you. She I, doesn't I don't need to buy say that. that there. I actually, I, I, was, I had forgotten she said, I love you. Mm. And I was expecting her to say simply, James. Mm. And then for him to open his eyes and show us that he recognizes her. Then I buy that love story actually way more mm. because it's a voice that he's heard, not one that he recognises more than anything in the world. Mm. You know, he doesn't have that strong a bond with this woman that, you know, uh, that would bring him back. Mm. Bond. Mm. Um I think if she had just said something simple, simpler like James, I think that's... But look, that's me writing my own fantasy version of, of what it is but I think but I think this film invites that because it and it's following of, the formula so well yeah. up until that point where you go oh my god we're going to have a lair and then when that lair blows up with that 
fucking incredible explosion. That's amazing. You would just can't... It would have that extra impact of going... If we'd spent another 10, 15 minutes there watching him escape, having to go through trials and tribulations to get out of there, mm. seeing the effects of that torture just a little bit more... Seeing so him more woozy. He's more, trying to yeah. get his balance back because apparently it's going to fuck with his balance, but mm. he just kind of... It's fucking sick how he how he gets out of that lair where he's like boom 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 you know long it's shots cool. the guy it's yeah. very cool mm. but it's a bit it, it felt a bit Roger Moore Brosnan easy for it me. did do you know what Th- I mean this, this, whereas yeah. Craig's films have always had that level of he's up against it mm. and 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 things he was up against it in the film he definitely was he definitely was he definitely was but. There are elements of the film where I'm like, oh, that's a bit easy. That's a bit easy for Bond to get out of that. I love that car chase, but I find Bond is slightly... I, 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 and this is only because of what that final act does. Mm. But looking back on it, I go, oh, but he's, he never breaks a sweat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's, I never get the sense that, that Craig's Bond feels like he's about to die. Any danger in that car chase. In that car chase. Mm. It's a fantastic car chase. I mean, he even parachutes down and and walks off very suave. Yeah, which is fine. It's very James Bond. If before that, Mm. I've had that moment of going, this could be it. Yeah. Which You know it's never going to be it because it's James Bond. No, 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 I know that. But in the previous three films, one of the things we have praised Craig's Bond the most about is that we see him bleed, Mm. we see him sweat... And we, he is not unflappable Bond. He's quite unflappable Bond in this. But he's got so much sweat on him when he's flying that yeah, chopper that's at the makeup. beginning of the film. That's makeup. But Moore gets blood on his lips Look, in, the, in the fight the in Man of... with the Golden Gun. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a brutal costing fight. This issue, that's makeup. Yeah. This issue is at the that's, heart. That's not character. Mm. It's at the heart of what I have a problem with in this film. I was talking about it a little bit in the preconceived notions. We've spoken about this a little bit in relation to the Bond films. This idea of of having your cake and eating it too. But, but I feel like they plant the seeds for misadventure right at the start, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I find that they've done their home... This is my theory, and it's a little bit off tack to yours, so I apologise for dealing with no, 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 so no. much. But, but it's kind of like I get the heart of the story and the birth of the concept. Mm-hmm. And it feels uh, very similar. I can see a real echo between this one and Tomorrow Never Dies particularly not in terms of the nar- the narrative or whatever but just in, t- in the way the uh, the idea itself came first and then they've laid a narrative on top of it like of the the one shot do you mean just the pre-title or the whole film the whole film I'll get back to the pre-title oh, oh, sorry right, I'll right, get back right. to the pre-title but the um the idea of um in Tomorrow Never Dies, the news is the... What was the idea that the writer came up with? He, oh, he uh, gave them a yes, direction uh, to follow. Words are the new weapons, satellites, the words. artillery. So in this in this writer's room for Spectre, I feel like they were going, what would happen if a man actually did this crazy shit? If a secret agent actually made himself so publicly known that the world woke up to his clandestine behavior what if he actually did something classically james bond and big and the world saw it what would happen then oh do you think that's what's happening i think i think that's one of the big nuggets for this film because they go on to unpack the whole 
Um, well, double O, the double O program is not necessarily more. It's too brash, it's too big. We can do everything secretly in a more clandestine mm. manner, yada, yada, yada. And that opening scene, I hate so much because I don't mind it. I mean, look, everyone's got an opinion on the single take thing. I think it's a bit of a fad that's overstayed its welcome. I think you can tell it was the, huge at the time it was too, huge at yeah. the t- well I think it was on the way out but it's still it big. was but yeah. yeah it was right mm. on that wave right on that wave and I think they wanted to lay some claim to it I don't think it really works I think it undoes the tempo of that scene especially with the kind of um, the music that feels a little empty in that scene as well in that okay. in the same opening, the same way that the the music at the opening of Skyfall. You did say that for Skyfall. Yeah, yeah, it took me a little while to get into it, but it's when they get to the helicopter. Because I, I, I think the pre-title. I'll just say now. I like. I think. I think it's. Pretty I like great. its. I like its ingredients. Yeah, yeah. I like its ingredients. Fair, I fair. just don't like the way it all comes together. I like down to the little things of. He's too close across the across the way from their window. Just the sort of yeah. some of these mechanical elements. But it's when he gets to the chopper that this nugget of the idea becomes very apparent. And they go big, right? And they go for this massive the helicopter swooping over the Classic crowd. Bond. Classic stunt. bond. But I'm all I'm seeing in those moments, even the fifth time through, is a movie being made. I'm not. Oh, right. I'm not actually swept up in the reality of this kind of out of control helicopter. I'm going. This doesn't feel right for Craig, and this is a weird way to open a movie. And I think it gets yeah, me in a really bad position from the very start, where I'm like, because you like, think it's too public. Is that I think it's too public. I think it's the, because because. I mean, look. If you want to go the two public storyline, if you want to, if you want to go the two public storyline, make your movie about that. Yeah. From go to woe. Make the villain reflect that. Blofeld doesn't reflect that. The, the, yeah. the M's, yeah. M's counterpart villain does. Max. Max. Yeah. He, reflect, See, yeah. he reflects that big time. Bond should be more in that fight, in my opinion. Yeah, he should right. be in that fight against the surveillance of the world and in... And, and in the ability, you know, they, machines are taking our jobs. Machines are taking our jobs, and and the, the, the as M sends, says, a man has to know when to pull the trigger and when not to. Mm. A license to kill, which is a the film not echoes at the end. Like that's what I mean about having your cake and eat it too. Mm. That's your thematic premise. Mm. Stick to that like fucking glue. Too much going on. Explore mm. it. Well, see, don't deviate. See, my problem isn't so much with that because I think a lot of that works. The thing that undoes it for me is that that doesn't ultimately matter because the big showdown between Bond and his villain is that Daddy always liked you best. Exactly. And and that's where we go, oh, God, no, it doesn't so, always have to be personal. So that's what I talk about, the opening image, of the, you know, previously in, in this podcast where I talk about you, you state what your film's going to be. The dead are alive? That. Yes. Well, well, not necessarily. Like your opening. I don't of, understand why that is. There. Your opening statement, and your opening statement is, is in this film that that uh, that espionage is getting too big. That James Bond is grow, outgrown his boots and he's going to burst his own little bubble. That's kind of what it's saying. It isn't saying anything about secrets coming back to haunt you, mm. except for some shoehorned imagery. Would you? Would you say... Sorry to jump in. No, you're right. Because it makes me think of that that scene where he goes, you know, he's giving Bond a bollocking. That feels classic M to me. Yeah. And it reminds me... I like the way we come out of the sequence. Yeah, yeah. But it reminds me a little bit of when M 
first confronts uh, Daniel Craig's Bond in Casino Royale in her apartment, she throws the um, the paper down. She goes, "We wanted to question him, not to kill him." Yes. Mm. You know, there's this kind of that's the the thing made public. Blah 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 exactly blah. Exactly right. But that doesn't feel like that's the the through line of Casino Royale. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, no, it's ammunition but, but it to is, question his it motives. Is, it is married to that kind of opening, uh, as we discussed, I think, at the time, was more about... Uh, it was married thematically to Daniel Craig's brashness as Bond and his growth out of it, that. Yes, yes. So it's directly tied to our character growth. One of my bigger problems with this film as well is that Craig doesn't have much of an arc to work within. It's pretty hollow... Yeah, and I, and I think he's kind of well. It's it's almost an arc interrupted. He's, I feel like because he's once sort we of get missing from this film, James Bond. Oh, do you know? See, yeah. I, I think he's right there until that torture scene. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm on this trajectory all the way up. Like the whole mm. way when we were watching this, I was like, I'm loving this film, sick. Like mm. I'm adoring this. What was I thinking? This film's brilliant. Mm. And look. Look, look. <laughs> this is not to say. I will let you get a word in a second, Jake. I love this. Don't worry about me. I don't think that the third act is enough to make this a bottom tier film for me. No, it's just it's it's just that like ah, oh, damn it. It's still doing. They a, just didn't stick the landing. I'm yeah. not going. Oh, what a piece of shit! You no, know what I mean? no, it it's just more that thing of going. Me. Oh, yeah. oh, you were so close. I nearly stuck it. You, you nearly, were gonna you be like three from oh, look, four. If on I this. could have my dream rewrite, I just, I just fix that opening a little bit because my thing is, it's like Craig has actually done stuff reckless in the past, um, mm. and he does stuff reckless in this film, like the flying of the plane. Which is all in character for him. For me, that's your big public moment. I don't know. Or, or the car chase in Rome, that's your big public moment. Yeah. They go too big at the start. But there's also a slight element for me with that Rome chase where I'm like, where are the other cars? Yeah, they shut down the streets. <laughs> they just totally <laughs> shut down we the streets. We made street. the old man yeah. in the <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah. where's everyone else? Where, it's Rome. It's Why Rome is that like man a... at just out there? Because now I'm asking questions <laughs> about this fella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's this side? Why are you the only one yeah. out? Yeah. yeah, why are you the only one awake, old man? <laughs> what are you doing? Where are the bodies? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just to make that segue into, you know, our discussion of the man well, himself. Before we do that, yeah. Jake. Yeah. It's a banger for you. Yeah. And that, none of that, does any of that impact you? Not at all. Great. Great. You're way too serious. <laughs> you guys are way too serious. You're looking into this way too much. It's a Bond film. But haven't you come to expect that now from the Craig era that there should be that level of kind of excellence? Yeah, hang on, hang on. This argument of, oh, well, hang on, it's a Bond film. You were pretty hard on him going into space. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a Bond film. See, <laughs> to me, to me, we're going to look back on this, on this particular <laughs> film, with the benefit of hindsight and go, this is a little bit too much. They actually did the Die Another Day thing. They did the Moonraker. How thing. dare oh, you? I How I, dare I, you? I won't, I won't say that. No, 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 just hear me out, hear me out. But it, it is nowhere near as egregious. And I'll admit that... Like, Absolutely and, not. Look, we haven't gotten into the... the the depth of this film there's a lot about this movie that I love and, yes, like, and yeah. like you it doesn't spoil the film for me I'm merely it's just coming out of what we've come out of I just 
greater focus on theme would have done this film wonders. That's my thing. And 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 a better and a greater willingness. I feel like Mendez went, we've done all the hard work, we can get into a James Bond adventure now and still have some like some interesting stakes and ideas and, and, and all this sort of stuff and continue to explore the character. But from Casino Royale, from Quantum and from Skyfall, I saw a definable transition from one status quo to another in each of those films. I saw James Bond start as one thing and end as another. And this film, it was like they did away with that idea and just had him be the action hero that they wanted him to be, that they, they wanted him to be from the start. Right. That, that, that the traditional James Bond character is, this is a, when I say this is our Moonraker, this is our Die Another Day. Filmmaking has advanced a lot since Die Another Day. And I simply mean that the type of missteps they're making, we can look at a little more harshly now because it's getting easier to not make those mistakes. It's actually getting easier to not go there, to realise what an audience wants to make a film that has more, especially in this era of prestige Bond. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know, I, I don't, don't go no, the cheesy route. I 100 prestige know territory. What you mean, I think I'm just because Die Another Day holds such a place of contempt in my heart. D- different ballgames. I, I, and yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I would say this film feels more akin to me to a man with the golden gun. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot to love. Yeah. There's so much to love in it. Yeah, yeah. But there's one or two elements for me where I just kind of go, ah, I wish they hadn't done that. Like for oh, your well. eyes only almost. Yeah, a yeah. bit like for your eyes only as well, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. It's not bottom of the barrel for me. It's, no. it's that kind of film where you go, fuck, there's some great shit in that. Yeah. And like, but, on, yeah. You know, on Craig, I feel like. I'm still watching a really fantastic actor. But yeah, I said it before. I mean, tell me, you boys, because I was really studying and maybe I was looking too close at him and, and wasn't like um, swept away by his performance so much. But I was seeing a man with not as much to do in this film. That's what I was feeling. Do you want to jump? I think you should jump in on that. Do you? Yeah, because you love him. <laughs> you love this film. I do love this yeah. film. I really love this film too, actually. I must say, I know that I've come across as a bit of a negative Nancy. <laughs> or Norbert. Um, but Jake, you unabashedly, you have nothing to say bad about this film. No, aside from some dodgy CG moments. Yes, yes. Um, Can I pick one of those CG moments? Go, yeah. Okay. Is, is it when the uh, the building collapses? Yeah. And the yeah. smoke oh. and the CGI faces yeah. that are put on the stuntmen on the helicopter? Yeah. That's real bad. It's tough. It's huh? actually worse than the Skyfall face. Oh, yeah, you guys are and it looked like some plan. reprojection work on the helicopter sequence with the, like, when you cut really? to the shots of wow. James and him tackling oh. the close-ups like they go from the stuntmen into James and I was oh. like oh that's that's Roger skiing oh, that's that's yeah, that's, yeah. Tw- that's 2015 Roger skiing yeah, wow. like you're right mm. but you're not Daniel, da- Daniel Craig in this film yeah let's talk about him let's, let's talk, talk about, about the man you felt that he didn't have much to do that was your as that's m- your positive don't misquote me he didn't have as much as much assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't as, have much as much to, to do. do. See, I saw a man with a singular focus. 
I saw... Let's get this fucking movie over and done with. I saw... <laughs> an, <laughs> I saw a narrowing of the crosshairs for Craig in this film. And... And where do those crosshairs... Where are they kind of targeted on? On Spectre and Blofeld. On Blofeld, right. And getting to the bottom of this conspiracy. I don't. I didn't feel that he had nothing to do. I mean, I think that the character's gotten to a point now where the growth has probably become a little more subtle. He can live less... in it a bit more. He's done all the setup work. Yeah, mm. and I think that's a bit of a trapping, I suppose, of of I guess where we are in his trajectory of a character. It's like you can see the change from from Casino to Quantum and I guess from Quantum into Skyfall or especially from Quantum into Skyfall I think that's probably the biggest swing Um, but I guess as we kind of get towards the very end of his trajectory things begin to narrow and things begin to become a little bit more reduced I suppose reductive in a sense that I see what you're saying there's no great transformation and I suppose there's no great um, I don't know, massive, massive amounts of growth. But I think his, I think his work in terms of being a detective, I think that was enough to kind of have me interested. Mm. What's he really detecting? He's uncovering. He's Spectre getting to the bottom the of Spectre program. Yeah, but yeah, but what does he actually do? Uh, well, he uncovers. That Spectre are behind the Nine Eyes program by finding Mister White. No. Uh, well, by killing Skiara, uh, the whole thing is that um, M obviously realised that Skiara was in some way associated with a pretty dodgy network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kill him, be at the funeral. Yeah, don't really know what she meant about that, unless she's a you know fortune Psychic. teller sightseer or a spectre agent <laughs> or a spectre yeah, like, so that <laughs> gets him that gets him into the ring with Blofeld yeah which he investigates that spectre organisation is like holy shit that's that kid that I grew up that, with that uh, whose dad taught me how to ski and hunt mm. I thought he was dead <laughs> uh, and then there's this whole thing of Skiara was meant to be killing someone called the Pale King. And yep. then in that meeting, Spectre are talking about, we have to get rid of him. He needs to go mm. because we need to take over his organization. Um, and But they've already poisoned him with thallium, so I don't know yeah, why Yeah, the timeline's they, a bit... That, that for me, I was a bit like, why send someone out to get him? He's going to die from cancer. Mm. <laughs> 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 Uh, he does a lot. Yeah, I think he does. He does a fair bit, doesn't quite he? Quite a bit, yeah. yeah. Uncovers. Uh, I guess there Mr. was White had a had a daughter, and that's, yeah. What uh, stands out to me is that a lot of stuff his, his... tends to happen to him. Like he seems, yeah. seems to get thrust into a lot of things in this movie. So I, I question what, how much is his detecting work, yeah, and yeah. how much is accidental. You know, like like yeah. the like the mouse that he sees crawling into the wall, and like oh yes, you know, yeah. like which is a great little like scene. Dave Portista turning up at the at the lodge because Bond's been careless enough to not notice the cameras or not care that he's being recorded across from Mister White. He clearly White. sees the you camera. know. There's some yes, he does. Not, he does. Yeah, yeah but that's how there so are, he compromises Madeline Swan, and it's like I just question how effective James Bond actually is in this movie. He seems to cause a lot of problems. 
Yeah, and the, it's never, it's not really addressed in the same way that the previous three Craig films have all taken a moment to be like, look at the impact of your. We actions. wouldn't be here if you hadn't done this. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, more like, oh, that's just Bond, and he's just doing what he's yeah, so, so, we doing. We need to get to the next. Bit. Yeah. Look, I will say this: this film went through a production nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the script went through. Nearly a billion sets of hands. And don't fact check me and say it wasn't actually a billion, but quantifiably it was 33. Don't fact check me on that. I'll see you next week. (laughs) It's hyperbole. Or hyperbole for, you know, whoever says that. Welcome to Uh, hyperbole. It's the hyperbole, the Falcons versus the Patriots. Um, No, this, this script went through so many bloody rewrites. It was leaked. Um, uh, numerous versions of this screenplay were leaked mm. uh, it was kind of a bit of too many cooks producers kind of coming in from Sony being like no 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 you shouldn't do this don't do that blah, blah, blah. I want to see James Bond in a hat the original idea with, with this film Christoph Waltz was not going to be playing Blofeld right uh, the original idea was that uh, I think it was Chiwetel Ejiofor was oh. going to play Blofeld cool yeah, it would, that would have been fucking awesome. Wow. Um, and he was going to be like an... In, it was going to be a lot in Africa. I know there's, they're in Tangiers and that, but him being in Africa would make a lot more sense because mm. of his skin colour. Mm. Um, and I think the nationality of Blofeld was going to be that he was from Africa. Right. Um, they weren't going to be... Brothers, brothers or well they're, they're not really brothers I, I do have to the, every time I watch this I the more and more I'm like they're not brothers mm. he says he asked me to look at him like my brother my little brother it's like yeah he's kind of making fun of the fact that his dad wanted to look after he's kind of painting more the psychopathy yeah. of a young psychopath yeah mm. um, yeah the original idea was that there was going to be I think even maybe there was a diamond mine as well, which is very similar to the original ending of Diamonds Are Forever. I might be confusing that. Um, in the original script, there were ideas thrown around that M was a double agent. Wow. And that he ended up being exposed. Then in the leaks, there was some talk about how um, Rafe Fiennes was like, absolutely not, I am not playing the villain. M would not ever do that. Like, he kind of shot back being like, absolutely not. Uh, and then they were like, okay, well, then Tanner is the double agent. He's a mole. And then there was going to be this scene where Bond kind of gives him a gun and is like, well, you know, take the honourable way out. Essentially, kill yourself, mm. which is very Hello. Fleming. Octopussy. Uh, octopussy, yeah. Mm. Um, but they scrapped that, and then they created the character of C. Yes, and then they were like, well, we should make Blofeld more personally tied to everything. How could we do that? Well, James Bond's parents died in a skiing accident. The person who took him in as his foster parent, blah, 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 blah. It just kind of... The script went through so many different rewrites and changes and blah, blah, blah. And by the time they were kind of ready and shooting, the script that was settled on was a bit like bits and pieces from, you know, the best of, of both worlds kind of thing Mm. Um, which you I don't think you really notice until like I've said that final act yeah where everything just feels a little oh nothing's kind of come together well it feels a little easy 
Yeah. Everything feels a little easy and 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 quick. Mm. I never think that I never for a second think that Madeline's about to die. No. You know what I mean? Because I know Bond's not going to. Mm. You know what I mean? But not when Batista s- grabs her by the throat on the train there, or no, not not there. No. I, I particularly when she's tied up in the building and we don't know where she is and Bond's running through the building. I feel like he gets to the top of MI6 really quick well, for three minutes. Minute. Like, yeah, there's a three-minute timer from when Bond, uh, Blofeld presses the button and he gets to the top. Like, the stakes just aren't... It's all a little convenient. It's it is. a little yeah. convenient. And, yeah. it, and it all starts around that torture scene for me. Mm. That said, it's not, it's not shockingly bad. No. This film has a reputation of being like the worst Bond film that's ever been made. It's at the bottom of a lot of people's lists. I can't justify that. No, not at all. And I can't justify that when we talk about Mr. Daniel Craig. Mm. Because I think he's fantastic in this film. I will say this is the most unflappable we've seen his Bond. In the car chase, in the even when the plane is when he's chasing after um, Madeline and and Hinks and that. In the plane. There's one moment in that plane scene where I'm like, oh, oh, that's Daniel Craig's Bond. It's where he can't turn it and he's headed for the woods. And there's that moment where he goes, come on, come on, come on. Mm. I was like, oh, that's that's Daniel Craig's Bond. Mm. He's never sure that things are going to work out. Whereas in the car chase, there's a little element of like, it's a bit Roger Moore where, you know, the car, you know, Hinks's car pulls up to him and the the windows are side by side and he gives him the little nod and then he drives off. It's like that's in the Brosnan and Moore world that kind of works because that's your uh that's kind of the modus operandi of yeah, those yeah, bonds. Yeah. Whereas Daniel Craig's bond has kind of been shown to he's still cool and shows grace under pressure, mm. but there's this element of you feel something underneath him being like Fuck, I could die. Yeah. I yeah, that's why I this one sits die. apart for me from the others, from the other three. Right. I think, I get what you mean about it being married up to Skyfall. And I mean, a lot of that's probably Mendes and the carryover of the same sort of team, I think. Similar production uh, mentality. But, oh, yes, yeah. But, but I do feel like the first three are a trilogy, and then this is an outlier. Do you think it's removed that much? Not, I mean, that much. not that much, but noticeably. Enough to call it an outlier. Yeah, enough to make me go... It stands alone. They they went, yeah. Well, weirdly for me, the inclusion of plot points from the previous three films makes it feel more separate. Well, yeah, it makes it seem like... Because it feels like it's going, hey, remember? Remember this? Chart new territory. Yeah, I think if it had kept going down a path... The Skyfalls, you... Yeah, yeah, mm. and if and if maybe if I mean, look, I'm writing my dream film here, which is not fair. That's not a fair way to review a film. But you know, if Spectre had not been responsible for everything up until that point, oh, that's if the, they that's had the been, single biggest, if they had annoyance. been this new kind of force that had been building all this time and had gone unnoticed, they saw and they then saw quantum fail. They consumed mm. quantum from mm. its you know wreckages, dragged the good ones out. Yeah, got mm. those pieces. Like you would kind of go, oh fuck. And then there's an interesting tension which has been building through the previous three films of, 
I mean, it's one of my favourite moments in Quantum, where it's like, you know, uh, you know, we they said they have people everywhere. I mean, florists use that expression. You don't expect it to be true. This whole idea of like, oh, we're looking over our shoulder. The truth is, you don't even know we exist. It's mm. like, oh, they were building this idea of, oh, we don't know. No one knew. Quantum was operating alone. This idea that there could be another fucking organization that neither MI6, CIA or Quantum knew about that came in and just, you know, was picking apart the wreckage. That, for me, would have been more interesting. That's not the film we got, so it's not fair for me to do my kind of fan casting kind of, you know, daydream version. What we got is what we got. Um, and I think Daniel Craig's fantastic in it. I don't think he's given a bad performance. No, do as, you think as Bond would? I mean, is this your his least? Well, how do I phrase that question? <laughs> is this your least favorite of his? If you had to, if you had to rank them, because for me, it definitely sits at number four from Daniel Craig. No, no, no. I, but but then I don't. I think he's so good in all of them. Mm. That, that I find it really hard to uh, to rank him his performances film to film. I mean, mm. look, maybe, maybe. maybe. They, I know there that might Casino only be a little is, step between each. Yeah, Casino yeah. is my yeah. the pinnacle for me. I think mm. he shows everything in that film. Mm. I don't know. Where does this rank for you, Craig Wise, Jake? Craig Wise, negligible. Excuse me? Which means? <laughs> it's the, the changes are negligible between all four films for me. So would you be able to rank his four films in no. favourability? They're all, for me, they're all pretty much on the, on the same line. Hmm. I, yeah. I really enjoyed his humour in this. So did I. I love, I love the little moments of him falling through the roof and landing on a couch. Yeah, me I too. love that shit. I live for that. Me too. <laughs> I want my Bond doing that stuff. <laughs> Me too. Love it. See, you're the problem. <laughs> you want to eat your cake? What they want. You want to eat see, your cake? But see, that stuff doesn't. That doesn't bother me. No, I mean not necessarily. I'm just. I think those little he's moments. Picking of, I'm picking yeah, fights. yeah. I think those little moments of comedy uh, are a good kind of middle finger to the people who are like, "Oh, Craig's so dour, and he never cracks a joke, and there's ah, no one-liners." It's like he's. Funny, and he's been funny in all four oh, of he's his been films. Funny since the yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a wink in his eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glint in his eye. I think you meant. He winks his eye. <laughs> he winks his eye, and he has a glint in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a wink in his eye, and he glints at people. <laughs> um, no, I, it's it's. I can't fault Craig, but I think the writing makes him the the most unflappable. Yes. Of of his four. Sure. Which mm. we've had problems with a little bit with the other Bonds. Yes, we have. That that That's something that we've had a problem with. And you too have. You have as well. I will <laughs> dig up the clips. Um, you invented the we, term unflappable Yeah, you bond. were the one that bloody brought it up, I think. Um, How dare you. Yeah, it, it's the most unflappable. And thankfully, by the looks of No Time to Die's trailer, I don't think we're going to get unflappable Bond again. No. If anything... It's, it's going to be Bond in a bloody vice grip. Mm. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious to see how much... I mean, you've piqued my interest, Dubs. I'd be interested to see how much growth 
the character of James Bond has in No Time. I think to die. it's going to be massive, huge, huge. Really? Which I is can which is you. which is going to make this one go stand out even more. Wow. You mark my words. Right. You take my words and you mark them. Right. <laughs> they marked. Mark them on a whiteboard. Get a highlighter. The oh. best way oh, to mark words. Do a highlighter. Huh? Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, something from a future episode. Yeah, we haven't spoken. <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet. Oh, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I keep doing that. Okay, we've talked about the pre-title sequence. Jake, your thoughts on it? Uh, pre-title sequence. Mexico oh, City. What so were you doing? Ago. Um, yeah, I've given my opinion. Does Jake's really yeah, matter? Yeah, he really think? has. Oh, Darby, <laughs> you railroad... <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the extended single shot? I, I did not, I did not have a problem with it. Because you didn't notice it till no, he was on the roof. I see, yeah, when you he was said, on the roof, it's like, all one shot. No, so where I'm, was the last edit? To be fair to Jake, one big long shot, and it was impressive. Was that why isn't I that the point that you don't notice until it's too late? When you're an idiot, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you're looking at everything under a microscope and you can't chill out, so you can just sit down and watch a friggin' it's my movie. life, just Jay. Sit down and watch a movie and have a good time. That's not why we're doing this. That's why I'm doing this. I have to put myself through twenty-four films. I work hard every day. I just want to come on. Switch I want on a bloody Bond film. I want to see Pierce Brosnan kill Elliot Carver with a massive sea drill. <laughs> no, the one shot. I yeah, thought it I'm was impressive. You. I'm with you. I, I think it's impressive. Yeah, it impressive? is it because there's two cuts in it? I know, but there's cuts in every one take oh, thing. I don't notice. Mm. Then don't fucking do it. Did you like 1917? Um, I didn't like the I didn't like the shot disguises the, that it was one one take. Yeah, I didn't like the shot disguises. If you're going to do one shot, cool, but yeah. then do it. What's that? What's that famous film? <laughs> don't do. Don't the have one, your bloody cake Ru- and eat it. Russian Ark. Russian Ark. Yeah. yeah, Russian Ark is a. Fa- if you haven't seen this view, it's pretty. Spectacular. No, it's fucking boring as batshit. Yes. Well, yeah, no, see, that's what happens when you do a one take thing for real. But no, it's a very boring. impressive feat. Oh, it's, sure, it's a very impressive feat. Uh, Story wise. I'm eating an olive right now. <laughs> it's from my dirty martini. Story-wise, it doesn't have a story. Well, it's people dancing in a oh, big well, bloody it's house. Look, look, it's Chekhov. It's Chekhov. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah, very yeah. Chekhovian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one-take thing didn't bother me at all. No. Uh, me, me either. Me either. I must no, say, no. Um, I loved the little nods to License to Kill. The fact that that's the exterior yeah. of the bank yeah. from License to Kill, and then that elevator, the elevator is too. that one <laughs> pulling a face. <laughs> the License to Kill elevator, where that's oh, that you great... like that? Do you? Yes, I do. I do like that. Oh, the blue bomb film. You know what about your favourite little Bondy boy, though? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, now he realises yeah, yeah, that he yeah, can't yeah. go hard. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> no, I thought Bond was just the right distance away from the window. I thought it was perfectly Do you placed. like his stupid skeleton suit? Yeah, it's good. Nah, He's blending into shit. the crowd. He, I, yeah. you, did you see that face? It's, it's blending into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, but you don't like it, do you? Well, it's and not, the mask no, no, no. is weird. It's no, it's the best looking mask in the crowd. There's some weird looking masks in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, I, I would say, is it the most stylish thing Bond's ever worn? No. Is it the most ridiculous? Could no. you actually? No. Could be, gorilla suit? Gorilla could, suit? Alligator? No, clown. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Clown. Oh, but, yeah, Daniel Craig. Can you actually picture Daniel Craig's Bond 
getting dressed in that. Putting that ma- the hat on and going, I do, I look good. When you're going out into yeah. a crowd of people like that, it's absolutely. It's to be at the Day of the Dead thing. Yes. Nah. <laughs> what would you I'll have him in? Yeah, 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 what would you have him in? Baron Samity's outfit. Oh, well, he's pretty Riley. much in that. Come on, <laughs> Darby is riling us he's up. He's a dirty devil. And he's a dirty, <laughs> dirty devil. There's been 24 episodes of this. The writing's on the wall. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of. What did you think? It got me pumped. That whole thing. Title sequence and song? The whole thing was very emotional for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm with you. It the song stirred. works. The song works. The song works. It's beautiful. And I don't want to hear a. I don't want to hear a word about. It. No, it's not him. I don't want to hear a word about their performance. Mm. Sam Smith, I think, does fantastically well. Yeah. I think that is a beautiful piece of music. Oh. I love that song. It got me going. Yeah. And it got me going actually quite emotionally. Like you said, those bloody strings. Yeah. Holy shit. Some of of Daniel Kleinman's best images. Yes. Mm. Like, and look, I know it's... golden octopus. The popular popular meme is like, you know, I think you even made a joke about it during when we were watching it. But the popular meme is, oh, look, it's, it's a hentai title sequence. And it's like... Come yes, on. they should have done their research, but it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's also like, how old are we? Come on, Come on. like you know what he's doing with that that bloody that image, that, that metaphor, that's imagery. Like... It's it's the Spectre logo. I mean, if you think that's it's ridiculous, then you think that the Spectre heritage is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there I've thrown that Look gauntlet out. down. Come at him. <laughs> no, I because this is the thing. I think Spectre. Cops a lot of shit from people. I've had to sit there and read all this shit that Common Inspector <laughs> cops online constantly. And I think a lot of it is unfounded. A lot of it is kind of unfounded. Mm. You know, the Sam Smith song. People will come getting, around to it. Yeah, it's the like Sam Smith. It's like a view to a kill. Maybe, maybe, mm. actually. Because Sam Smith's song gets a lot of crap purely because of the falsetto. And. What's from, wrong with the falsetto? Nothing, in my opinion. I think he's got a fantastic falsetto. Mm. I think musically that song is is superb. Mm. I understand why it won an Oscar. Yeah. Really? I, I, I do understand why that won an Oscar. Thematically, I hear Skyfall, Shades of Skyfall in it, mm. and I definitely hear its influence on No Time to Die. Yeah, for sure, what Billy's doing. I was watching this title sequence today and I was like, I love that Billie Eilish song. And this is a stone's throw away from it. Absolutely, mm. you can see the evolution. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you can see that You can see that evolution. Mm. You can't see anything. Well, you can hear it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Daniel Kleinman's work in this is fantastic. Mm, you can see that. I didn't... Uh, you can, that's right. <laughs> You're very illiterate. Can't today. hear it, though. Can't hear it. Um, the, the, the only part of that title sequence that I, I kind of rub up against the, the wrong way... The shattery glass. Yeah the, yeah, the glimpses of previous films. It's yeah. stupid. Let's face it. Uh, it, it. I don't know if it's stupid. I, I Personally, I, I, it, it does have shades of the Honor Majesty's stuff so sorry i've blanked out this honor majesties thing so uh, in the title sequence for honor majesties there's little clips of yeah previous uh right. 
previous Bond. Stuff from Connery's era. Yeah. Mm. To kind of, of reiterate the fact it's that it's still the, the same, same Bond. Character. Look, it's probably not the, the best thing to do in the Spectre title sequence, but story-wise, I see why it's there. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. But he's, he's a genius, I think. Daniel Kleinman is a genius. Stunning work. Yeah, and I'm so glad that he's coming back for No Time to Die. Mm. Yeah, and I really hope it's not his last. I hope he keeps going no, and going and going. going. How old is he? He'd only be in his forties, maybe fifties. Yeah, he's got plenty of life left in him. I hope so. Would he want to be the next Bender? I think he already is. He's done enough. Oh, well, how long has he been doing? Twenty-five <laughs> years this year. Wow. He's been doing it for twenty-five years. Wow. Is that longer than Bender? That's the exact same length. That Binder went. They're equals. 87? No, 89. He went to 89. So he just needs to last another two years and he's... But Binder wasn't uninterrupted. No. Oh, but nor was Nor Kleinman. was Kleinman. Oh, yeah. parallels. Yes. Oh, very good, Mr. Bart. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've kind of talked about him. Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? For me, yay. Yay. Overall, yay. Yeah, I think it's a yay from me as well. I think Mm. he's, like I said, he's burdened by my expectation. And that's that's my problem. That's not his. Mm. Is he doing enough in that torture scene for you guys? It felt very flat to me. Was I I just in the wrong... I think that torture scene is flat. Yeah, yeah. I think the writing is not... Is not uh, sharp enough. Mm. It's it's kind of awkwardly blocked and staged as well with him sitting over there at that little wheelie desk. Yeah. And her, like... I don't know. I loved it. Oh, I loved how it felt like his lounge room. He had little slippers on and everything, and he just... The way he tapped... No, they the, were loafers. The, well, the way he taps the bloody button on the floor, and he, like, wheels his chair over and wheels the table over, and he's just pushing all the buttons. It's like a toy for him. Oh, yeah. it's so fucked up. I was so squirmish that whole time. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, see, it's funny, because I think the torture scene works very well. The actual torture. It's just that... Some of the, the, the... It's not even subtext. It feels like a dream. The context of... Yes, it does. Um, which Kerry Fukunaga talked about in an interview recently uh, that came out where he said um, he had an idea that everything from when that needle first goes in... Oh, my God. ...is Bond dreaming. He had that idea. He was like, none of it happens. Like, so I think even Kerry Fukunaga and the team probably kind of go... Careful. Third act of the third act of Spectre. Uh, it might not be the strongest. <laughs> no, that's probably the strongest way they put that. Yeah. Because um, he did. He said quite candidly. He was like, "Oh, I tell you what. I had this idea that maybe the end of Spectre was in his head." <laughs> and we start the next film opening with him on the torture table, <laughs> which that's would be major, interesting. Major retcon. Oh, that's huge retcon and a massive slap in the face. To, yeah, that's which, like Last Jedi. Stuff. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah. Do, yeah, you can't really do that. Look, I don't. I don't hate Last Jedi either. I okay. think. I think it's got a lot of problems, but it's it's trying. I mean, look, is it? This would, isn't Trey Star Wars. Look, I take. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this out there. I would take it over the Rise of Skywalker any day. Rise of Skywalker is a piece of. Crap. Hang on, that's what I meant. Oh, you meant Rise uh, of Skywalker. I meant Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you dirty <laughs> devil! Dirty devil! 
Welcome to Trace Star Wars. Last Jedi's good. Yeah, Last Jedi's good. Speaking of, Ryan Johnson makes a little cameo. That carriage at bloody the Hoffler Clinic. Yeah, guard that guy in the bloody hat. Little Flora. <laughs> makes is that Ryan Johnson? They're not going to know what you're Ryan talking about. Johnson, Google him. <laughs> Pause this. Google Ryan Johnson. Look at that fella in the thing. Come back. Welcome back. Don't you reckon? I'm a little bit lost. What do we talk about next? Uh, well, look, we haven't really touched on our. Plot. We've only done this 24 times. Yeah, no, 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 shit. Aren't you off book yet? No, no, no. I'll learn the lines on the night. Score. Plot. Well, we have plot. The plot. We kind of have cav- ca- covered those. We've covered it. We have. We have. Um, there are a couple of other villains. What's though, Blofeld in this. trying to? So Blofeld is trying to set up this Nine Eyes organization yep. so that the nine yeah. most powerful members of the United Nations uh-huh. um, s- kind of surrender their security. You've lost me. Uh, Secret Service kind of surveillance operations. Yeah. To this one. Kind of, yeah. He wants eyes on the world. Yeah. He wants. Uh, he wants Batman. It's a world government. Batman's program. mobile. The thing where he can see oh, everyone. Look, here he goes. Can Can I tell you mm. my my single least favorite thing about this film? I have two things that hit me pretty hard. God, right. Well, you said the so singular, far, but so. the single most. Yeah. Listen to the words that are coming <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> is when all of those <laughs> I want you two to fight it's always me getting in fights I want you two to fight and I think the better you two to fight keep interrupting is, um, when uh, yeah use your words happens. the single most the single one of the single most of my favourite least favourite things yeah is when all the bloody people at Blofeld's monitors, stand up like little android roi- android robots behind him. You don't like that? Fucking stupid Mate, shit. Mate, they're henchmen. What? Yeah, a- what's he oh, paying them? Oh. Stand still oh, like a robot. Stand still like a robot. When I te- get you to turn around from your monitors and turn everything on, and there's a lighting cue, get up and turn around and scab on. Oh, have a bit of theatricality about you, Darby. <laughs> this is a throwback stupid, to the B-movies of the 50s. Stupid, stupid, stupid. This is body snatcher shit. <laughs> Bloody oh. dumb. Not a single one of them moves a muscle. And it's fantastic. Are they but just tech people that he's hired? He's given them a pretty amazing. decent contract and cushy working quarters. But every every soldier in, or military personnel in the world... They're IT operators. I know, but even, the I, but even the clothing. IT even the IT guys would have to know... When a light turns off... Well, if that's the signal of everything goes dark, it's turn standard attention and face the commanding officer. I don't like it. See, I can I can buy into that. I can uh, just you can buy that. it. You bloody buy it, mate. <laughs> I've bought you it. You spend the money. I've bought it. I won't be reselling. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> this is an outrage. This is an absolute outrage. Come on, have a go. I got. Wait, you having a crack at their uniforms? This is a no, 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 no. He, he doesn't said, listen to a word I what say. All black designer <laughs> uniforms. That's on. one of the things I said, Jay. Yeah. Do you just hear one word and I've switch off? I've got a problem off. with everything that's coming out of your mouth, Darby Dick. <laughs> This is a Bond film. These are henchmen. They've got to have uniforms. I'm not saying they shouldn't have uniforms. Well, you were bagging it out. Muppet. That was I'm a part of your argument. I'm saying that the way they stand and turn... Is I... fabulous. <laughs>
<laughs> Look, Jake, I'm actually with you on this. No. I can't believe what I'm saying. Let's do it. Let's do an Instagram poll on this. Oh, let's do an Instagram let's poll. Do it. Yeah. 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 I actually think is it stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb? I think you'll win this. Is it stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb? No. Or, or is, is it, it absolutely good? fabulous? Happy time, yes. No, this not is, happy time, yes. This absolutely is, fabulous. This is the theatricality yes. that you've got. Absolutely fabulous. Me. Happy time, yes. You've. <laughs> it was scary. Oh, bad, bad, dumb, dumb. It was cool. That was the stuff that I wanted scary more. Scary. What are you six? It was. It was spooky. Are you six years years old? Everyone stands up and they're Could you imagine if that happened? How I would freaky. go. What are you Muppets but doing? See, is he the, paying you to do this? That's what I mean. That's where you. St- that's why you stay in the facility because I want to see every single one of them. <gasps> then have a firearm on them it's like body or thing, stuff. and fucking he has to get out of. Yes, there. Jake. That's Come what they're on. referencing. <laughs> that's what they're alluding to. Have they earned it though? Yeah, absolutely, no, they have. They have. Oh, visceral, visceral impact on. I them. think. I think they've earned it, but then they undercut it. That's where I would. It's, disagree. O- it's overnourished and understuffed. Oh. Oh. No, 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 <laughs> From quite no. a salad, that's a little uh, pickback. Something no. <laughs> regurgitating now. <laughs> um, we have other villains in this. C or Max? Max Denby? Max. Max. <laughs> He's all right. Andrew Scott, what do you think? Moriarty from Shadow. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, look, I feel like such a negative Nancy. Yeah, you really are. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a shaken too. No, so look, far. we haven't, we haven't gotten apologies. into the things that I love yet. Oh, well, are there any? Is it Leia C2? Oh. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, Leia C. Oh. Do. Just wait. Leia C, I do. If you. Um. I don't like him as Moriarty. He's okay in this. That's kind of you don't like him as Moriarty. Nah, bit big for you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I think he's fine in this. It, it, funnily enough, I think he's a little mumbly. If I'm to, well, my problem is that what Jake? (laughs) He's a bit mumbly. He's slightly Uh, what? He's slightly (laughs) too big an actor to be cast in that role. Because when you cast someone who's so famously a one villain. of the most famous villains of the past ten years, mm. you kind of go, you have to subvert my expectations here. Because otherwise it's just like... Oh, you give me exactly what I expected. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Mm. And when you in the trailer. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit mm. like... And because he's such a, a big up-and-coming actor... And he's a bloody great actor too. I mean, his his stage performances are fantastic. I watched one of the National Theatre Lives that yes. they just uh, released. I can't remember what the play was called. Yeah. But he was he was the lead in it, and it was pretty much just him on stage. I mean, truly, truly terrific performer. Um, and I don't mind him in the Sherlock um, series. I think he is quite big, but. That show is a bit silly, so I kind of don't mind it being a bit over the top. He, yeah, by him being such a known quantity, I'm kind of expecting a bit more out of that character. Whereas if that had been an actor that I don't really know or recognise, I think there'd be a bit more mystery mm. to the character. Mm. What's you know this guy what I mean? about? Where's otherwise, he going? Yeah, Where's otherwise it's a bit of almost stunt casting. Yeah. Um, Do you believe that his character has ever met Blofeld or... Yeah, so th- this is another thing. I mm. would love to see the two of them together. Mm. I kind of get that the point of it is that they aren't together. Yep. That, that that these kind of organisations, they kind of communicate through secret packages almost. Do you mm. know what I mean? WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. A very encrypted spectre WhatsApp. 
<laughs> Bad guy, what's up? I didn't see that in the messenger. What are we doing now? <laughs> oh, well, you need to set notifications. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this many times. <laughs> yeah, but he's fine. He's fine. I don't know if... Oh, it sounds uh, like a Jake review. Uh, well, <sighs> I don't know if the character does a whole lot to move things forward. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like it would almost be a little more effective <clears throat> if the British, if the world governments were kind of conned into this program without there being these kind of moles within the government. If it's this system that's been set up by Spectre in another, you know, in another capacity through another government, rather than having every government have this like mole and terrorist attacks happen in their country. I was a bit like, maybe you don't need that secondary bad guy, particularly if he's not going to have much of an impact or influence on the plot. Mm. And it felt like it kind of was like, uh, is M Bond in this, in that scene, that confrontation? It felt very Bond versus a villain. Yes. Which... Yeah, they give they give Emma a little bit too much to do in that final. Yeah, end. and it's because it's Ray Fines. Of course, you're going to give yeah. Ray Fines a massive, you know, sick meaty role. Yeah, because yeah. he's a great actor, and he probably should have played Bond at one point. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad he's M though. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's a great M. What What are your he's thoughts fine, on, on C? I'm just shush, Darby. <laughs> He's a troublemaker in this one. <laughs> 24 films, oh, he's restless. Tell you what, the ah. people will riot. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's guinea pig. Put that back. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, David Williams. <laughs> we wish. Bond fan, though. <laughs> Absolutely. See, Max. He's... Max. I liked him. I know what he's... I mean, yeah, I think generally across the board, this film is a victim of... Too many big names. Mm-hmm. The budget obviously reflects that. Yeah, two hundred fifty million, wasn't it? It's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's massive. And I think this is probably a prime example of why things need to get wound back. Can look your argument about you said something about another country, like not having these moles, every country not having a mole, well, and then have it coming from one country. You run into a trouble of. Like what uh, License to Kill did, yes. having to create a fake country because no one wants to be the, the country inciting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of when I was saying that out loud, I was like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. But I, I guess it's more, just not having this kind of secondary, villain that's a part of the the supposedly the good guys team that ends up being a bad guy. It's like if you're gonna do that, the first hour, should be conventionally. We expose him because it he's under- Patrice. It undercuts you know I mean? his he's perspective. He's the bomb maker because he presents he he presents conflict to our kind of thematic question of is the MI six is double O program relevant? And then once and then we've exposed him, it's like then well, then that question Spectre. That question should never have been asked by him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's an interesting question. It's, it's an in point because it makes him a, an adversary. Yeah. But then once you get to that kind of the end of the first act, or you know, in through the second act, mm. where you've caught the character and he kind of goes through him and his capture we learn of this bigger organisation that's been pulling the strings and then we're on to the trail of mm. Blofeld do you know what I mean? whereas I because we're mean. straight right on, on to Blofeld with Bond stories. yeah because we're straight <clears throat> on, on to Blofeld with Bond through the Skiara plotline mm. C doesn't really 
impact it. No, it's you a B story. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a B story that really? shoehorned into the A yeah. story. It yeah. doesn't re- we don't really need to know who the mole is in the in in the MI6. It can just be faceless, nameless people that work for Spectre that have infiltrated the UK government. You know what I mean? Mm. Or multiple world governments. Because otherwise it's a bit like, oh, well, these scenes feel like a waste of time mm. when I could be on the real thing and we could be developing the Blofeld story more. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It might be me overthinking it a little bit. Um, but I just feel like some of the other Craig films have been much, uh, I don't know, more finely tuned yeah not better crafted because I still think this is a, a fairly well crafted film it, it has is. slip ups it is but more finely tuned well the thing that we were commenting on what blew us away so greatly with Skyfall was how tight its story was yes how everything yeah. fed itself and everything flowed out yeah from, the, from a centre point and, and it's funny because I was thinking about this while I was watching it I was like if this was a Brosnan film I think I'd I'd actually be a little more forgiving with it mm. because, you know, the Brosnan films could get a bit clunky because of the time they were made in. But because the three films preceding this one were so tightly uh, woven, mm. it makes those little moments kind of... They, they just itch a little more. Yep. You know what I mean? They're just I slightly more irritating 100%. to me. Mm. I don't think that they make it a bad film. It's just that thing of like, oh, but it could have been great. Yes. <laughs> It's that yearning for like... Oh. He's shaking like a heroin addict. I am. <laughs> um, we have... we have. Uh, well, I guess, villain, the final appearance of Mr. White. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Madeline's papa. Yes, papa. Oh, papi. Yeah. Jeez, he's, he's aged pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. He's got cancer, Jack. Doesn't look yeah. too good. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, really thinned out. I'd like to know his secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it cancer? Thallium. Oh, I'm sorry. Thallium. Thallium poisoning, great. Thallium. That's what you want. He's fantastic. I think Jesper Christensen's very, very good. It's a great scene. Um, he should have been blowfelled. Yeah. There's a part of me that finds Bond's interaction with him a little too... Oh, so Vesper's water under the bridge now? We're fine with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, the last time we saw him... He was escaping from... It was like, you caused the one woman I loved mm. to betray me. You interrogated her, you tortured her, you kidnapped her boyfriend, supposedly. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then when he sees him and he's like, oh, you're dead, it's like... Even when he's brought up in the car chase and he goes, oh, of course, Mr. White. Which is a crappy line. It's not a great delivery of that mm. that, that line there. Um, it feels like a dubbing. It almost. does, yeah. Um, there was a part of me going, wait a minute, no, Mr. White's probably one of the more important villains Bond's faced. Mm. Should we not just take that moment to make this a bigger thing of Mr. White? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Like, it's that thing of, let me see that get under Bond's skin a bit. Yep. So that then that relationship between him and his daughter is coloured by the fact that you're the daughter of the man who ruined everything for me. Mm. It's funny because he had more of an impact on Bond's life than Blofeld Blofeld, had. That's right. Because we'd already set him up. We'd seen it. We'd We'd seen it. It didn't have to be shoehorned. Yeah. Mm. That's why I find Blofeld being so personally attached to him a, a, 
actually weakens his status because if yeah. he was more just like I don't know who Vespa Lind is mm. I could I could give two shits yeah. <laughs> like that would be like for Bond like you don't even care about the lives you fucking toy with mm. but because it's such a personal thing Bond instantly has the upper hand because all ha- Bond has to do is play it cool and be like ah eh, oh, well it didn't do anything to me sorry Blofeld ha 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 and then it's like I'm, Bond, I'm Mr. Bond James Bond so what do you think about that <laughs> you know what I mean it's I don't know I don't know you but do know. You I do think, know. I think. No, no, no. I don't know. You do know. I don't know. You do. I don't know. Yeah, Mr. White. Mr. White. What did you think of him, Darby? Uh, I didn't mind him. Oh, I didn't mind him. Jake answer. No. Yeah, no, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like where he's living. In a oh, favorite location. wintry shack. <laughs> In a wintry shack. Uh, accessible by boat. Quite a few uh, bottles filled uh, with, I would imagine, urine, urine around doesn't him. doesn't have a toilet in the... Yeah, because those bottles are full mm. of a very dark yellow liquid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, he's fine. I, I like feel like the, I can um, smell that room. Yeah. Y- yuck. <laughs> yes. Um, Good design work. <laughs> production yeah. too. I don't know why Bond brings him back upstairs and doesn't just go downstairs and chat to him and avoid all the cameras and stuff. Mm. Um, that annoys me. Why would you go down into a dungeon with no exit? Yeah, fair. He's a cripple man. And you're going to hand a gun to him anyway across a chest table. He doesn't know. What does it matter? Not at the start of it. Yeah, he does. James Bond knows everything. He's unflappable. (laughs) He's just a naughty child. You stay out of it. He's a child. He's a child. child. No, I didn't mind. He's a little dirty devil. I didn't mind Jesper. Vesper? Jesper Christensen. Vesper Lind? No, Jasper Lindston. Mr. White. Mr. White, uh, the Pale King. Mm. Um, yeah, he's good. Good. <laughs> um, like our, other, anything our, other else, villain, our other villain is Mr. Hinks, who yeah, I think he's we all a henchman. Love. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, that's villain. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Fantastic. He's great. Very Finally, good. we get that kind of Bondian henchman. You're a henchman. Mm. Yeah, that's the stuff I adore. With like this metal film. nails. Yeah, yes. like metal nails. So cool. Jeez, mm. he makes an entrance. Doesn't say a word. And an exit too. Oh yeah. He says one word. Shit. Shit. <laughs> got to laugh out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I Fantastic think this is the work. sweariest Bond film. Too. I remember you saying there's a few. There's, there's a, a few couple of pisses and shits, <clears throat> and I believe a fuck. I. Mm, no, maybe I think not. So. Maybe it's just pisses and I think shits. It, I think it's fuckless. Oh, is fuckless. it? Oh, I don't know. I feel like M. I thought it. M. Dropped it. Yeah, I think he's a fuck. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Anyway, I did know. The there's oh, quite the a fuck few. Check. The fu- yeah, well. yeah, it's a fuck check. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is getting an explicit tag on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think Hinks is great, and we you you did mention it when we were watching it, but God. I secretly wish that he is still alive. Yes, I hope he didn't die. Nobody, yeah. no death. That's Nobody, right. Nobody, no death. That's, That's right. the rule. That's right. He's coming back, baby. Yeah. We've seen many a henchman thrown off a train and they've they've come back. Miraculously <laughs> returned. Oh, I've got to say, that choreography and that, that train fight, my goodness. Second and none. I think it's the best fight scene in the series. Yeah, I think it's one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. Seen. Yeah. Seen. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah, it gets you going. Man, Mm. that's brutal. It's so good. 
Brilliant. Is it so good? Is it, it is, fine? Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> um, our locations and sets. We go to quite a few locations here. We've got Tangiers. Yep. We've got Mexico City. Mm-hmm. We've got Rome. We've yes. got London. Yes. I'm trying to think of oh, Tokyo briefly for that um, that little nine, nine eyes um, vote where South Africa votes no. <coughs> That's oh, in Tokyo, right. That's isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a little Tokyo for that. Yeah, there's a little. Well, I think it's probably <coughs> Pinewood, but there's a little thing that says Tokyo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Austria. Austria. That's the other one we go Austria. to. Yes, with the Hofler Clinic. Mm. Favorite location. Yeah, it's quite a few, isn't there? I like when they arrive in the Bolivian desert. Do you mean Tangiers? <laughs> yes. And uh, and there's that little shack next to the train line. Oh, yes. I think that's beautiful. Mm. Felt like James Bond the Western. Western James. Like <laughs> yeah. a spaghetti Western yeah. James Bond. Mm. I quite liked that too. And I also like the my favourite set, honourable mention, to the same TV monitor room I, I was dissing before mm. with all the black-clothed henchmen that do the stupid slow oh, stand-up. you flip-flopper. But the set design... Yeah. You like the set design? very cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I think this movie is a great James Bond movie, great Bond movie. <laughs> I don't know what you guys, what impression do you oh, have of me here? You're not coming this out of this is well, mate. Top notch, <laughs> top tier bond. Uh, Mr. Oh, Spear, Jack Spear. It took 24 episodes, but I think people are finally starting to realise how much of a fool I actually am. <laughs> He's an imposter. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mr. Me. Spear, Jack Spear. Um, I'm going to say Austria for me. I love Bond in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And I love the nods to Her Majesty's with the facility up on top of the mount. And I think the plane, the plane car chase is brilliant. Yeah, it's oh, well done. I loved it. Mm. I loved it. Bond in the snow, pretty damn good. Although, certainly give a um, tip of the hat to Tangier. Oh yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Mine's right. I love that hotel. I love that hotel he gets in. Yeah, it's it. Oh, the L'American. Yeah, Le uh, yes, yeah, that yeah. is very cool. Yeah, I love that. Rome for you. It's Rome for me, Viva and Italia. it's it is uh, Schiara's uh, house because mm. that's another standout scene. Oh for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. When she oh. she pours herself the the cognac, I believe it's a Cavassier. Mm. Um, pours herself the it's cognac. Classic James Bond she moment. She takes that really sip. She's just walking through. She knows oh, that she's about I to die. The orchestral music and, and and to walk towards the fountain yeah. as well. That the last thing she would see is that, as Bond says, "Hell of a view." Mm. It's like, oh God, that's so. That's just that's what I live for in spy films, that, and particularly yeah. in Bond. Films. That reminds me of the, the the run from the dog through Moonrake in the Moonraker. Oh, oh yes, run yeah, from the dog through that the forest. That sort of mm. yes, exquisite. Mm. And there's shades of, of Severine in there as well from mm. Skyfall, where yeah. you're just like these cursed women. Yeah, yeah? they're doomed. They are, aren't they? Um, yeah, no, it's 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 that, and I I, I think Rome is a really fascinating beautiful place and i can't believe we've never been there before in a bond film is that the first time yep bond is in rome yep that's the first time to my knowledge Gee. i can't think of any of the other 20 that he went to rome. he's in definitely in italy a lot he's de- oh, he's he in, loves venice well he <laughs> loves italy the, in the craig films that's for damn sure and he loves venice throughout the series mm. But yeah, I think oh. this is the first time he goes to Rome. That and shot I, of the Colosseum. Oh my yeah. God. Mm. That's that piece of music. 
that comes up when they go uh, when Jan- on the car Frank Sinatra yes. no 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 <laughs> no that extraordinary kind of choir that, that, that bar jumps yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, during yeah, that yeah. car chase it's mm. just like that holy city I know. That ancient city. Mm. You know, there's this kind of, oh, there's a grandness to it. Reverence to it. It's beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. And they're two fantastic cars. And it's a really fantastically well done um, uh, car chase. I I do think it's a a little weird that there are no other cars on the street. You know, even 2 a.m. uh, but even in Sydney, there are cars on the street at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they've shut down for shooting. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> um, but I think everything that's going on in that that chase. Isn't there I'm a just truck like, that pulls out at some point as well? Uh, oh, there's a couple of there's like two yeah, or three cars, but but it's it's not enough to be like you this want is gridlock two a. No, I don't. I don't want. To, <laughs> I don't want gridlock. <laughs> I just want that sense of. Rome, 2am. You know, like, luck. The, the car chase in Avtac with the fire engine. There's there's mm. cars bloody everywhere. There's, there's it's probably not, about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, well, yeah but, but even still, you drive through the city of Sydney at, at, any, at any time. I know, and Rome's a bigger, better Less city cars. than Sydney. And there would be more. There would at least be people out. You know what I mean? Mm. It's an mm. international... Mm. City. I think it's a big cycling city. I don't know if it's a big driving city. Maybe it's not, but there would be people on the side of the road at least, mm. coming in and out of bars, restaurants, you know, blah blah blah, nightclubs. It's, it's a little shut down. It's it's a bit shut down. But mm. aside from that, everything in that chase is fantastic, and I think Rome is photographed sensationally. Mm. Um, we talk about vehicles actually. Mm. The the Aston Martin in this. Yes, Lakey. Lovey, like, yeah. lovey, but cannot buy. Cannot buy. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was a prototype, never released, what which I find crazy that they would put that in a Bond film, not to sell, and it. then not sell it. Mm. Yeah, which I don't know. Who who knows? The Aston Martin's just gone and fired their CEO. It looks like they're doing doing it pretty tough. At no, the they just they're they're, they're going to be in a Formula One team soon. 2021 they've got a Formula 1 team I know but they're not doing well as a company the Lawrence Stroll consortium just gave them a 200 million dollar cash injection yeah, yeah a bit of bailout yeah, bit of with bailout. interest huh? yeah. well we'll see, we'll see. They, it looks like they're going through some pretty rough Mm. let's look at the papers times. let's get the annual reports which, which then jumps for me I'm like well you made this prototype for a Bond film, sell it, mm. or just put him in an Aston Martin that people can, can buy, buy. Yeah. because this is essentially an ad. Mm. Like Bond driving an Aston Martin, it's an ad. It's a paid sponsorship. I want one. Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I, I mean, I would never be able to afford one. No, neither. But you could steal one. But I could steal one, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to have the opportunity. What's about Bautista driving? It's a. A Jaguar, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mm. But it's a cool looking It's the colour of a McLaren. Is it? Yeah, and I'm wondering, I'm just thinking... Red? I'm looking Is it at red? Orange. Orange. Oh. I'm looking at that front. It could be a McLaren. I'm thinking you might be onto something there. Mm. But although I'd, <clears throat> I'd hazard a guess that it's potentially an Italian make of car. Maybe it's a Lambo. Right. Oh, could be. Um, yeah, maybe it's a Lambo. 
it's their, their kind of colour palette, but one for the fact check. For sure. It definitely is one for the fact check. Um, Seem to be a bit more curvy than a Lambo. You know, the Lambo lights and the Lambo rear sometimes can be a bit mm. squared off. Mm. Like a Lamborghini Mercy. But you'd, you'd like to think that if we're going to have a car chase in Rome, we're going to be... It's either a Ferrari or a Lambo. Yeah. You or a Fiat. What colour is that car? Is orange. it not red? orange. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. Sure it is. It's like a quite a fluoro orange. Is it really? Mm. Oh god, I didn't notice that. Like a Lamborghini orange. Mm. What? Like a Lamborghini orange. Is Lamborghini orange? Well, they can be. They've they just got be. you know fluoro green. Or McLaren fluoro. orange. You know McLaren orange. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. No, I don't. <laughs> I thought McLaren was red. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. Either you know. Yeah, I'm interested to to know actually. Mm. I did know at one point, but it's it's just gone. To. It's gone. <laughs> We've also got a Rolls Royce. We, we do, do have a Rolls Royce. A silver wraith. A silver wraith. A wraith finds. Wraith Ooh. finds. Silver fox wraith yes. finds. Uh, I like it. It's probably my favourite car in the film. Yeah? Yep. Really? Yep. I appreciate a Rolls being there. I don't think it's my favourite. I don't know if it's my favourite. It's my favourite for sure. It's nice to because have a Rolls in a Bond character. Film. It just gives character... To the entrance of the of the Bond lair. It's very yeah. unusual. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it how specific it is. That yeah, it's like and it makes me think of Roger again. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me think of, of Avtac and and Fleming and there's something about it. There's an, an old world, old worldly nature to it that mm. I just go, yep, yes, please. Mm. Um, our we're now on to the. There's the, so many vehicles in this film. Do you want to talk about more? Well, there's more. Let's. I mean, the black plane. Black plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Black Black plane. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, The four-wheel drives in the snow. Four-wheel drives in the snow. Uh, The Land Rovers or Range Rovers. I think they're Mercedes. No, no. They say Range Rover or Land Rover at the front. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah. The boats. Yes. The boat that he and Madeline escaped. The train. Yes, the big gold train. The, the Aston Martin DB5. The DB5 yes, makes the a reappearance. He comes back. Um, the choppers. Parachute. Sort of a vehicle. Parachute? Yeah. Oh, in the ejector in the seat. Ejector yeah, seat. yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he on a bike? Do, do we get some nope. Daniel Craig motorbike action in this film? No bikes in this one. That's a shame. He doesn't ski in the snow. No. Which everyone, we were very excited for. when In the trailer when we saw him in the... Yeah, we thought in he was snow. going to like, Oh, he's going to go skiing! Yeah. Nope. Alas. Alas. And I don't think we'll ever get to see Daniel Craig's Bond ski. It doesn't look like it. We're in the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, unless he's water skiing. Mm. Well, maybe. Favourite vehicle? It's the Silver Wraith. Uh, Three, two, one. Oh, shit! <laughs> um, Three, two, one, go! Uh, <laughs> uh, the train. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Black plane. Black plane. Love that plane. The one that he chops the wings off. Yep. The ones that he. The ones that he totally destroys. Excellent. We have two Bond women in this uh, in this film. Our first one, Monica Bellucci as Lucia Donna Lucia Sciarra. Well done. Our first age appropriate uh, uh, Bond woman. For Craig. As well, for Craig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get much. 
they really <clears throat> they really build that as being like he finally is with a woman his own age and then he gets with the woman nearly Much 20 younger. years his senior <laughs> yeah. yeah I think you can do without her character in the film yeah you probably can you probably can I, I think she's very very good in, in, the, old in the parts that two woman says. rule reappearing rearing its ugly head yes yeah, it would be nice if she served a bit more function to the plot. Mm. What information does he get from her, though? Nothing. Uh, that Spectre is having a meeting right. in the town hall. <laughs> <laughs> of Rome. The, oh, shad- the shadowy, shadowy town hall. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, right, right. I think... I'm glad she's there. It's a great sequence. Oh, it's a fantastic scene. And a hell of a scene. scene. Yeah. Really, like, what a performance. The tears that go down her eyes while he's, like, seducing her and she's kind of starting to give in to him and stuff. She's had an onion nearby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. No, she, she's she's great in that scene. That is one of the steamiest scenes in the... Probably in the franchise. Yeah. And I kept watching that being like, that's how you do that kind of... Uh, very... Hungry. Hungry uh, appetite, mm. you know. Without it being what Pierce they Brosnan do in Die Another people. Day, yeah, it's not like figs, you know, being yeah. shoved down people's throats. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> yeah. That's so. Awkward. That's the thing about wolves; they feast until there's no tomorrow. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, no, they feast like there's no tomorrow. Is the proper quote. Um, <laughs> Monica Bellucci was famously passed up in the Brosnan years. I think we've touched on this previously yeah, in the podcast, right. but Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. She was meant to be the Terry Hatcher role. Terry Hatcher would have been much better. Yes, but I'm kind of... Oh, look, she could be in both. Yeah, she could be in both. I, care. Mm. <laughs> I think she's fantastic. I think she's fantastic. She's stunningly beautiful, mm-hmm. and she's a damn fine actor. Yep. Yeah. Tell you who else is stunningly beautiful and a damn fine actor. Go on, come on. Miss Leah Sadu. Darby Deck is in love. (laughs) In love. When she was announced, my dreams came true. I've got a real soul. I think she's my favourite. Really? I think she's my favourite. You sure? I'm sure. You're really sure about that? I'm sure she's my favourite. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Doesn't get any better than this. Couldn't tell. I do wonder about. I mean, I think she's doing great work in this. I think she's a little hampered by some of the decisions of the script, such as the whole I love you moment. Yes. Such as being so directly like... I mean, look, I know we remarked that her unloading the, the gun and bullet in the train... Oh, it's it, sick. But she, it's she looks, such a cliche. I know, but 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 she actually... That's the first time I've seen that done where I'm like, oh, okay, she actually knows how to use that firearm well she probably did a day's training I know but any actor can do that and when you see those scenes in other films it's kind of so it's so performed yeah it's like see there's no denying she's very good I'm just as competent as the men and it's like no I think the way Leia say do just the way she catches that magazine Mm. I'm just like yep sick oh I think everything she does is great yeah yes (laughs) everything I, I She's not my favourite. I'll kill you. Yep. <laughs> um, I find there's a there's a block for me a little bit that I can't. I don't emotionally latch on to her character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I I did. Maybe it's because she's too beautiful. 
<laughs> no, too, per- too perfect, maybe? Is she too perfect? Oh, you don't no, quite believe no. that she's like in a movie, that she's an actress. It's all right, when it's going. That she's yeah. real, that she's yeah. actually a real uh, human being, dear, that she dear. exists. No, I will say, I, I was wondering if Spectre was going to make me tear up. It did. And the moment that did make me tear up was actually a Leia Seydoux moment. Okay. When she looked at the, uh, the photos of her and her father. Mm. In the hole in the wall. Yeah. And, and I was watching that and I was like, oh, man. The torture scene. Oh, look, I'm writing my own version of this, but fuck it. Um, there but are no more it. Bond films for me to watch at the moment, so I'm going to create my own in my head. Write your own one. Um, the torture scene, I think they kind of, they tease it a little bit when uh, Blofeld shows her father killing himself. Yeah. And there's that moment of Bond being like, don't look, don't look, don't look, because, which I think is a lovely little moment mm, where he's kind too. of going, and he, he that does, can't be... She listens be, to him as well, Yeah, which is and nice. it's like, that can't be the last thing you see of your father. They can't be the memories you have of your father. That's the subtext of that scene. I think it's wonderful. When she looks at those photos in L'American and that you can just you just feel all this pain and and a, and and a bond mist between her and her father, that got me. A bond I mean, mist. it's it's kind of getting me now actually mm. when I talk about it. That is set up so beautifully to be utilised more by Blofeld in the third act. Mm. And he doesn't use it. Of of kind of going at her to torture Bond. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a much more interesting scene for me, is watching him psychologically Mm. try to destroy this woman in front of Bond which I think they kind of get at with the whole don't look at your and it gives her more purpose in being there too because she gets a little bit hamstrung when we get to that lair why is she watching the torture yeah why isn't she in a cell somewhere why does she have to be here because I don't buy that those two are in love by that point no I don't I buy that they're falling in love I think they're falling for each other there's a Mm. bond forming but Mm. they're not in love they're Mm. not Vesper and no, and and no. bond in Casino Royale. No. You know, it's not the same bond that, that Dench and... Uh, I don't even think it's the same bond that Tracy and Bond have in Honor Majesties. By which the bond end of you, that. to which do you refer? <laughs> uh, uh, Honor Majesties. Bond's oh, joke. Oh, 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 right. I get it. <laughs> um... But no, I think she's she's fantastic, and I I can't wait to see what she does in No Time to Die. Mm. This is the first Bond woman where we can say she's got enough. She's got another film to come. Mm. She's coming back. She's coming back, baby. Which I'm really interested because in those trailers, she looks fantastic oh boy does she she looks like she's stepped her <laughs> my goodness she looks like she's stepped her performance up to even another level and and there were moments watching this today where I had glimpses of the No Time to Die trailer coming into my mm. head and I was like oh Jesus where does that story go the, you know the, the Beretta with the you know where daddy kept a Beretta where he kept the bleach under the sink and that's why I don't like guns. It's like, oh, what is she talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Because there's an element of... Blofeld says, Do you remember? I came to the house. You were very little. Yeah. I remember. 
It's like this whole thing of like, is that the incident? Because up until this point, I always thought that that's what it was. But maybe in No Time to Die, we find out it's something else. Mm. Jake, Ms. Madeline Swan. Dr. Madeline Swan, I should say. Yes. A woman. A woman. A woman. (laughs) (laughs) She's fantastic. She's she's an all-timer, no doubt. Really? Yeah. For sure. Why? Why? I've Have you seen her? <laughs> no, apart from look, apart from I, that, I, I genuinely because I want to know what character-wise makes her an all-timer. Because I I struggle. There's a block for me. There's yeah, an right. impasse where I can't I can't connect with her in the same way that I can with a lot of the other Bond. It's women. interesting because I think I recall hearing you say she's Tracy, she's Tracy, she's Tracy during the. It film. was kind of yes, like that. and then it's. It's snatched because we're building so perfectly that she. I, I do think that her build is way better done, much better done than um, than it is in Honor Majesties. But I don't think the the landing is stuck. Mm. I think Honor Majesties, the Tracy, the way that they they fall in love by the end, I buy more than I do Madeline yeah. and Bond in this. I don't think it's her fault. I think it's. I think she's doing really good work, and I think she's a really capable actress, and I think she brings a lot to the role. It's when we get to the lair that Madeline Swan begins to fall apart, because as we said, she becomes unnecessary, and then she's also in London, and it's like yeah. you're only there to be strapped up in this stupid labyrinthine master plan that Blofeld's constructed all of a sudden, and she walked away from from you in the street and said goodbye to you, and it's all too. Convenient. Convenient. Yeah. And it's like, unfortunately, she was dealt a bum hand, in my opinion. I think she'll come back in the next one and do a really good job. But you say all-timer, Jake. I do say all-timer. I think she's got a great journey throughout this film. And I think she... I think she brings a complexity to the archetype of a Bond woman. Her getting her getting angry when she gets out of the car is pretty cool in the snow in Austria, after the chase with the plane. Oh yeah, she's, get away from me! Turn it, yeah, for sure, for mm. sure. I think she's really struggling with this, with this whole thing of trust and who are you know all this kind of stuff. I think there's an element. There's something about her because I don't I don't think she's the most attractive Bond woman. <laughs> I'm I'm actually like we shouldn't be talking about people's appearances in ratings or anything. But I, I I'm with you. I don't think she's She's not the. <laughs> I, I've never. That's not my thing. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. But I think there's a beautiful there's something... is not your thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is a very beautiful woman, but it's not, no doubt. Yeah, but I think she brings some kind of classic iconography to that film. I don't know. There's there's something because she's a timeless beauty. Well, I think she has great screen presence and I think the design around her is pretty spectacular I'm thinking that the, dress on the train is the is dress on the train iconic. particularly um, just that moment just that shot that's, that stays on her when she's kind of looking around at the at the lonely train station there's something I don't know there's something kind of old school 60s world cinema about her that just kind of adds this I don't know international class to the to the franchise that I think that, that seems to be speaking to the DNA of Bond this kind of yeah I don't know international I don't know she's French 
That's maybe what you're picking up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she's that she's not from England. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shut up, darling. Um, so, so I think we all gave the the Bond women in this a tick. For yeah. sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. Great. I definitely uh, look. Uh, really good work, Madeline. Um, see me next film. See, see me next film. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And then I'll give you a rating then. <laughs> I'll be able to judge that character more once her arc is actually finished. Yeah, right. I think she'll be a uh, central character to I the, think so to, too. the yeah. to Craig's tenure, and I think she's going to be really, really good yeah. in No Time to Die. Yeah, um, not, not that she's sorry. Just to, just well, before we leave, on, just moving before on we leave from this, oh, How dare you, you How dare want you. to talk about her all night, darling? <laughs> okay, don't pretend. Is is she not that she's flailing around in a bikini, but does she fall victim to, to a sim- damsel? To no, to a similar thing to Diamonds of Forever, where all Jill of a sudden, St. John, where, different yeah, case, yeah. yeah, 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 where you've got this kind of interesting, capable. strong, capable Bond woman in the first two acts, and then by the third act, she all of a sudden becomes completely useless. A little bit, yeah, actually, bit. yes, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you've both said it at different points. She I really, said it first, did I? yes, you did. But she doesn't need to be there once we get to London, and she's there to be. She's there Rachel to be bait. Dawes. Yeah, she's Rachel from The Dark Knight. Yeah, mm. um, which is a shame. Our MI6 regulars. Yes, boy, are they them, regular. In yes, this one. they get quite a lot of screen time in mm-hmm. this one. Uh, let's start with Q because I think we all love him. Yes, we do. Ben Wishaw, fantastic. Great job. Great job. Great job, Ben. Has he taken the mantle yet? Let me get back to you he, after the next one. Yeah, he's, yeah. Mm. his mantle is on a different fireplace. Really? Have he, you got two fireplaces? Yes. Is someone else on that mantle? No, no, he's got a mantle of his own. Of his own, and his own. So there are two Q fires. I, I think, I think there are. Oh, okay, are. fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really like Ben Wishaw. I think I, he's, oh, he's, he's very charming. Yeah. He's funny. He's got two cats. Yep. He doesn't need to be there at the end. I think I do not <clears throat> understand why Q is there at the end, except for to hack into the. And shut down the Nine Eyes program, but well, that's why he's there. That's why he's there. Answered your own question. Yeah, but my thing is, is surely it's not that easy. Yeah, my thing is that surely um, it's not that easy to hack into the government's bloody. Mm. There's a lot the worldwide security system set up by nine of the most powerful nations <laughs> in the world. There's a lot of treason going on. Yes, <laughs> and um, I don't like to see my good guys committing treason. You don't like them being bad guys. I don't like them being bad well, guys. Well, they're not bad guys. They're doing it for the they're right reasons. They're doing it for reason. the right reasons. They're breaking the rules boy, for the Boy, does Daniel right. Craig drag them into some shit. And I just feel like in the reality, Q would go, fuck you, I'm not making you disappear <laughs> for, for 48 hours. If they ask me where you are, I'm going to tell them because I have a job. And he kind of gets to that, but then he does what Bond says anyway. I think that undoes a little bit of his character's moral centre mm. um, it is weird that he does that for Bond isn't it it is I when they've like... really only had one mission together yeah. as far as we're aware as far as we're aware mm. I mean this thing picks up pretty much straight after Skyfall mm. with the whole message from M yeah old M dead M 
Didim. 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 She's duty ditch. Damn duty ditch. Well, speaking of, she's in it. Day play of the week. She might be. Look, you've got to give it to Dame Judy Dust. Yes, you did. Absolutely. No, she's in it, uh, very brief, and as always, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the first Bond film with two M's in it? No. No. Last Skyfall. Film. Skyfall. Oh, you yeah. were there, Jake. You were there. You watched yeah. it. You were there. Yeah. You were tired. In yeah, all I was. Fairness. You were I very tired. You were a sleepy boy. Mm. Um, Bill Tanner, Rory Kinnear. He's good. He solid. took a back seat. I didn't yeah. notice him as much. I, I mean, he was there, but... He's, he's in the background. Role. He's in the background a lot in this movie. Whether he's in the background looking at looking at Q and 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 007 talk to each other, yes, and yes, plan. Yes. Whether he's in the background at the meeting where they all vote, or he's in the background when when M and and 007 get hit by the car, he's just kind of in the background mm. a yeah. lot. In in, yeah. in so uh, in so much as far as um, in so much as far as uh, it, money penny money penny is as well. Yeah, yeah, except for. Ed, Bond's apartment. Yeah, she kind of gets that scene at Bond's apartment, but then Bill gets that boat on. The, uh, gets that boat. Gets that scene on the boat. It's about if you end up with a boat. Yeah, he gets a boat, so he's <laughs> fine. What are you complaining about, Tanner? <laughs> yes, it's funny. Ha ha, funny. No, I Naomi Harris didn't settle for me any further. No, she money didn't. Penny. She didn't. She's didn't not feel, very good. Didn't feel like money, Penny. There's a moment actually in particular where I was like, oh, for goodness sake, just leave. When she looks at C? She looks at C. Oh, she has to give him her little She daggers. gives him the dirty little look come and I was on. like, oh, cut, cut, cut. You're a secretary. But also you're a bloody professional. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're a professional. you got field experience. This isn't high school. This isn't high school. My money penny doesn't do that. Mm. Not my money penny. Hashtag not my money, Benny. No. <laughs> Look, I think Naomi Harris is a fantastic bloody actor. Um, What's she done? Moonlight. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's good yeah, at that. She's, she's the mum in that? Yes. Oh, she's wow. She's insanely good. Yeah. Um, not much to do in these. These, yeah. They kind of <clears throat> write her really flatly. Yeah. They don't give her the kind of... The charm and the frisson. And we don't even that, need that much from Money Penny for her to be successful. No, and it's a bit of a. Yeah. Samantha Bond managed it, hmm. and Lois Maxwell was the queen of it. Hmm. She could turn a single line into a memorable quote. You know hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. There's, but I, I don't know. I think I think there's a little element of there's too many in the Scooby Gang. Yep. Yes. And it's a bit like who gets what line and what motivation and blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, but they mission, don't all mission need to impossible be there. symptoms. Yes, mm. if Tanner's there, Money Penny doesn't need to be there. Or if Money Penny's there, Tanner doesn't need to be there mm-hmm. because, because they, they both they feel they fill the same role. They're the same role. Well, Tanner is past part. couple of yeah. films, and even though he got a promotion, yeah, it's, it's if like he's chief of staff, he actually wouldn't be still in cahoots with with them. No, he's moved on. He'd be still back at bloody uh, in the Nine Eyes program. Mm. So he actually wouldn't be involved here. Fair. Maybe begrudgingly part of the Nine Eyes program, but yeah, he wouldn't mm. be. It's just <clears throat> getting them all there because they're all. I think Money Penny's a bit of a victim of these films, though, in terms of what they're exploring, because we're not really seeing the types of scenes we saw with Lois. 
No, we're not. You know, we don't have any of that. Aside no. from this film, you know, where we have her read that nice little thank you letter from from James and well, M's well, arriving Bond's, at the Bond's office. Straight, straight, he's already in M's office when the film comes out of its title sequence. Mm. So we don't get to see him have an interaction And everything's with going under, so everyone's on the Annex. move. Yeah. Everyone's on the move. We're mm. out of the office now, mm. and, you know, MI6 has gone underground. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We don't get the classic. It's There's no debrief. There's no There's no briefing. There's no mm. frisson. There's no... Yeah, I'd just love to see that again. Mm. Maybe we'll get it. I think so. We're not going to get it till till after Craig, though. Oh, you don't think we'll get it in no time? No way. There's no time for it. No time. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other regulars, allies in this? Felix gets a mention, but he gets, he's not in it. Yeah. Shame. Can you hear him, but can't see him. There are no... That's that's actually something that I find a little strange about this film. Bond doesn't really interact with any contacts. There's no one for him to no. meet. Which is a bit... Happens a bit in Skyfall, but I think Skyfall moves at such a pace that you don't notice. Hmm. But there's no Mathis. There's no. no Karen Bay. You know, there's no kind of... Man on the ground. You know, Lieutenant Hip or, you know, name any of them throughout the films. You know, there's no Felix. There's no someone who he meets out in the field who to give him... Who does he meet in Skyfall? No, he doesn't. He do- Is there no one? No, there's no one that he meets as his contact. They're all bloody the bad guys. Like, Severine is his in to the world. Severine there, would but, be it. But mm. she's kind of Bond girl, kind of mm. henchman. henchman. Mm. Um, you know, there's no guy being like, ah, oh, I'm the station chief here, or, oh, I know these well, people, blah, blah, blah. Such yeah. such. You know, Monica Bellucci kind of fills that role, but again... Not really, because she's she's the almost sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Little things like that are missing, I guess. He can do it by himself. Yeah, apparently. He, he don't did. need no man. Um, direction, cinematography. Technically. Okay, you're up. He batter up. Ah, uh, well, I think this is pretty consistent with what we saw in Skyfall in terms of the directorial decision-making. I would have liked to see a bit more playfulness from Sam it's hard Sam Mendes is definitely taking time and making an effort to explore a different side of the Bond identity in this film than he was in Skyfall I guess what I'd mentioned in the preamble that gets me in this one is the colour grade yeah what did you what did you boys think about it oh uh, it's yellow yeah it's yellow didn't stand out to me too much didn't st- it didn't bother you not really no when you pointed it out I was aware of it sure it just sits so apart from the other films for me, and I think it, it, you just you see it even in the Austria scenes. Well, it's it's it is, and Hoyt the Austria Van... scenes are the best looking yeah, of the scenes because they're the mo- the the white balance is the closest to natural. Yeah, but I don't see Craig's blue eyes. Yeah, right. and they're they're made a point of mm. by Blofeld. Yeah, mm. yeah. Look, I, what I'll say about Hoyt Van Hoytema is his color science is exact. And his kind of what does that mean? His kind of um, the way he uses, like he's he's achieving a lot of that look in camera, right? Which is huge. It's not a lot. He's doing a lot of the grade with the lights. Oh, really? Yeah, he's doing Mm -hmm. a lot of the grade with the lights. He's he's a scientist when it comes to color matching and getting the look of a scene. How can you tell that just by sitting there and watching that? Oh, I'm familiar with his other work and how he operates. He, oh, he, so he, that's his kind that's of That's his MO. kind of right. MO. But right, right. He, like, if you watch his films, 
he likes to operate in in monochromatic patterns and that's his approach to color science and theory and the and the cinematographer in most cases sits in the room with the with the digital intermediate colorist and colors the film mm. so it's his way or the highway essentially and i think he hasn't put himself aside for this movie because he has such incredible reputation where it's like well you're getting Hoyt van Hoynema so you're getting this so I don't blame anyone for it do his other but what what do you think then if that Mm. if that's the case Mm. what is the um, what's the rationale behind or the intention behind that particular hue colouring nearly every scene what what does it, it make, make what it does grittier? it make you feel yeah what does it well, make you feel it makes it yeah it makes it feel like <clears throat> funnily enough it made me think of the Bourne films actually okay it made me go oh it's that kind of the world isn't a beautiful place it's actually dark and beware the shadows and dragons it ra- kind of it thing. raises that sort of stuff yeah. for me as well I think I think it's it's a very personal thing and we would only ever be guessing at it and drawing kind of semiotic theories oh the yellow of Mexico because of this that and the other you know what I mean yeah, you, you yeah. can draw conclusions and stuff and that's part of the fun of it but because that's the thing it makes places look quite unappealing yeah I it agree. makes Mexico it makes the day of the dead mm. uh, festival which is one of the most brilliantly vibrant um, kind of festivals in the world mm. it makes it look really dirty and, and cheap and Unappealing. I agree with you. Which I don't think especially when, serves that scene. Yeah. I tend to think, because I do a lot of my own... Well, I've been forced to do a lot of my own colour grading in the mm. past. I'm not very good at it. It's hard. It's tough to get right. But I find I like it when films attempt to have the colour... Have white presented as white is yes. to the eye. Yes. And that's what the other Daniel Craig films do. Yes. Um... I mean, Skyfall perfectly. Skyfall perfectly. Yeah, it is. It is natural color yeah. perfection. Casino Royale has a more a saturated look, but yes, it's still natural so, natural yeah. colors. It's like they've dragged the curves. Yeah, and, and then and then Quantum Solace goes for a colder look, but still natural cold. Yes. So this for me, it's it's, it's a little. It's bordering on egregious, but but it's, that's a very personal thing, and it doesn't. Well, it's, you're not me. the only person to bring it up, though. It's yeah. one of the major gripes of the Bond community. Yeah, right. Is that the, the, it's it's piss colour yellow. Yeah. Not to be too derogatory or you know defamatory, mm. but that is the, but the then, phrase. But it's also the some of the, the choices he's making um, with Mendes. These would be choices with Mendes. I mentioned it earlier. One of my least favourite things being that the stand the the group standing up behind him in the TV oh, monitor. Yes, yeah. My other least favourite thing, and I mentioned at the time, is when we first meet Blofeld and, and he's cast completely in shadow and everything is lit just so mm. in a film that otherwise hasn't done that. Yes. So yeah. to me, that's kind of just going stylistic choice because of bad guy, yeah. because of shadows. And it's it's so, again, shoehorned. Yeah. I I was thinking when you said that I was like oh I don't mind it too much but then I was looking throughout the film kind of being like one of the things that kind of my gripe with the Craig era and this Mm. is not a slide on Craig because he doesn't have control over this is that the original 20 Bond films apart from maybe the last couple of Brozzies they all 
share a very similar language. Yeah. They all look like they exist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the Craig films... At least do it within one canon. They kind of look very differently shot. They do. And you're like, oh, that's a different well, style. Well, the first three colour-wise are working together, but then Quantum uses the stupid editing techniques. Yes, yes, yes. And then, so I feel Skyfall and, and Casino feel more matched, but then Skyfall's yeah. digital. Yes, yeah. A- and has a different colour science and different shooting approach and then Casino has more of that classic Bond visual language which you have seen in the essay that you mentioned in the Quantum episode I think of the fact check where yeah. it really talks about everything being motivated and considered and planned oh, how, and to, stru- do how to do an action scene how to do an action scene I there's, saw that come up on my mu- YouTube actually yeah, yeah there there there's go. no way these phones are listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's like I think my, that's why I love Martin Campbell so much is he managed to tell a new Bond story and set a formula on a new path while also going but it still, it still belongs. Bond. It yeah. still belongs. Whereas it's... the other ones have deviated. And you're right; they're all a little bit too different from each other. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm seeing the trailer for No Time to Die. I remember when when it first came out. I said to you boys, I'm a little bit unsure about some of the color choices, but particularly in the scene where I think Jeffrey Wright comes back in oh, and they it's meet very him like neon, very, very neon lit, yeah. and that seems to be the flavor. So, so does uh, um, the Cuba stuff. Yeah, seems like to be the flavor well. of the day now. You know, yes. unfortunately, but yeah. I guess that's where we'll leave that. <laughs> did you? What did you think? You didn't. You said you didn't know. Didn't mind it too much. No, no. Okay. I mean, talking about it now, I, I guess maybe looking back, you can color grading is one of those things. If, if it's not bothering you and you're sitting in it, it's doing its job. Yeah, yeah. didn't really kind of bother me, but I mean, talking about it now, I, I get there's a couple of moments where I think I can see a point of things kind of being washed with a very similar tone and this whole mm. idea of monochromatic kind of colouring of yeah. just, you know, the lack of detail, the muddying of the waters. I guess mm. there's this... I could I could see I could see evidence of that, yeah, sure. But yeah. in in my viewing experience, then, no, it didn't bother I me. I mean, the visual language is fine. It's mm. perfect yeah, in this yeah. film. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Style. Mm. Do you have an outfit of the week? Yep. Dishonourable mention goes to James Bond when he's just got his holster on top of his white business shirt. And no, his shoulder in his, in his apartment? Are, yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Yeah, I kind of thought he looked a little too... Um, oh, it looked like end uh, of the work day for me. Yeah, I which like I, it. Which did, I quite it did evoke that sense, but there was something about the, the way his shoulders were popping out that I was oh, just okay. like, that's right. a little bit weird. Right. But I don't know. Um, Do you have a favourite? He wears a lot of beautiful suits. Yeah. I think some um, are too tight. S- some are a little bit too tight. We're I love too tight now. I for love me. yeah. I love the the dark charcoal check at the start that he changes into oh, yeah. after the skeleton outfit. Mm. Um, that's my least favorite. That's outfit. your least favorite. I yeah. like. I, I think, think it's too tight around his waist. Mm, I think my favorite outfit from Craig is actually when they either first get on the train or. The next oh his white dinner jacket no 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 or the next day on the train when she's in the green button up and he's in a more casual look he's got like the a, knit tie the red the red knit tie with the kind of cream yes suit. and like a blue collar uh, yeah like, yeah like a blue I really like that I thought that was oh nice. oh, oh uh, before they get on the train in ten uh, oh no 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 yes no after mm. yeah mm. he's got like the blue kind of linen shirt and yeah the, yeah yeah like a, a cream that stuck out to me for some reason I thought that was quite nice oh yeah mm. your favourite joke I don't have a binnet you don't uh, have a binnet I don't think I've got a binnet nothing comes to mind my favourite is the Merican 
Oh, the I, polo. The I polo. love it. I yeah, love it. The yeah. whole Tangier thing. And the Harrington that yeah. he wears oh, leading yeah, up. Yeah, 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 Yours yeah, is the three-piece, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's, it's when he seduces that's got to be my second yeah, yeah, yeah. favourite that's with the gloves too oh, oh, man those peak lapels the mm. fucking the waistcoat underneath the tie. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh bury me in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he looks he looks the he looks the shit in that yeah, mm. yeah. no my, my it's not a binet for me it's just a bit of a gripe that I have with the, the cuts and we've brought this up on the podcast before mm. I also love Leah Sedi's outfits as well oh she She's, All of them. she's dressed st- spectacular. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I do find he is just—he looks like he's gonna burst yeah. out of some of those. Yeah. It's a sign of the times, and when in twenty years we're gonna be cringing. Yeah, we're cringing already. Yeah, I really, am. I really look at them and I'm like, look. that looks uncomfortable. It's too tight. It's way too tight. That's not made for moving. And living in. Nah. Not made for a double O. That's made for a photograph. Mm. That kind of fit. Put it in the poster. And when he kind of like, when he gets out of the rubble and he stands in the archway and he sees Skiara down the road, you mm. know. And, and stands stumbling for too at, long yeah, without but, doing anything. <laughs> but you can kind of see that the, it's almost like the jacket has ridden up a little bit and mm. it, it just makes it look like. He's had a couple too many donuts, <laughs> you know, yeah, which he hasn't because he's in fucking great shape. Yeah. Mm. But the cut of the suit is just, it's, it's cinched. I hate the tapered trousers. I just wear trousers. What? Yeah, yeah. You're not wearing gym tights. Yeah, give me give me some drape. Give me some, yeah. some gentlemanly elegance. Where are your elegance. brakes? And come on. Like, exactly. Come on. Yeah. Brakes, no, not a motor vehicle, Jake. It's a suit. Yeah. Our day player of the week, I'm going to give it to... Uh, Oh look! I jokingly said Judy Dench, but I think it's going to be the um, the Citroen driver or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a Fiat. The Fiat is Fiat. it a Fiat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I he think he's great. he's good. He's great. Honorable mention to the is he a garbage collector, a street sweeper guy? Oh yeah, he yeah. It's a nod as he parachutes yeah. in. I don't think he's doing very good work. I think he's a shitty poo poo day player. Oh. I think he stares for too oh. long oh. and he looks vacant behind the eyes. I knew you were going to bring him up and I was prepared for this. I thought, no, he's a shit day player and Jake's going to give that to him. He doesn't deserve the coveted day player of the week trophy. Oh, dear. My goodness. Controversy. Controversy in the Trebondra. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time for us to give our rating. What lets you get away with it, mate? This has been a very in-depth discussion. We've gone a little over time. Longer than we usually do. Yes. Yeah. What are your ratings? I want... I want you to go first. Oh, I knew you would because yeah. I've said them bloody st- haven't stopped gabbing, mm. and I know it seems like I've hated this movie. Look, it really does. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. It's well, it de- sounds like you do. It's definitely a shake, and I feel like we didn't get enough kind of time to really talk about all the good things. From my perspective, we talked about a lot of good things. Look, I love Hinks. I love. Um, living in the world of James Bond a little bit more. I like the adventure to this film. Yeah. I like the action scenes. I like that it transport me and ent- it transports me and entertains me. Takes its time. The scene in Tangiers where we slow things down is great. The scene with Monica Belushi where we slow things down is great. Moves at a great pace. Has a troubling third act. Has some troubling story decisions. Has some troubling color decisions. Yeah. Um, and just some too much shoehorning for me. <sighs> Leah <Lea> Seydoux. <laughs> yes, you love her. Um, this is a shaken. This is a shaken seven for me. 
Oh, I thought you were about to say ten. It <laughs> sounded like you were going. It's a shaken ten. It's a shaken ten. It's, <laughs> a, sh- it's a shaken seven. Shaken seven. seven. Wow. Yeah. All right. Mm. Mr. Spear. Mm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and sorry, just to, it's funny. I kind of I know these these films. You just hang on a Stop second. Interrupting just shut me up, just shut up. <laughs> because this is the final thing, and I just want to put a capper on this whole Craig experience yeah. because I know the Craig films are a different thing. Mm. And I know that they are better films, objectively, in terms of construction and stuff. But this one, I think, feels a lot like the others to me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yep. I don't think it is necessarily a whole heap better. I think it is simply made in 2015, so there are some aspects which are better. But I think it's a pretty run-of-the-mill James Bond film. Yes. And I'm glad we have it. Yeah, and I yeah. think I'm going to continue continue to enjoy it for a, a few years to come. Yeah. I am glad we have it. But yeah, it isn't, to me, even for all its shitty editing, Quantum, Casino and Skyfall, they stand above the other James Bond films for me. Mm. This one stands alongside them. But you would rate this higher than Quantum? Um, well, maybe I'll take Quantum over. Casino and Skyfall. Yeah, yeah the, the editing in Quantum takes it from yeah, being yeah. A, takes Straight it from down. being an eight or nine to being a six, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I just wanted to yeah. just throw that out there. Fair, Fair call. Yeah, we are at the end. We're at the end. We, mm. Yes, my goodness, we are. Yeah. For me, and sorry, no, just oh. kidding. Tell you what. Look, I said it at the start. Look, I'll Look. say it again. Look. 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 This is an absolute banger. Banger. I had a blast. An absolute blast. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> That's not all. I thought this. Come on, your sum ups are usually terrific. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. It's 24, he's run out of ideas. <laughs> what can I talk about? Danny's on fire. Yep. The Bond girl is fantastic. Dynamic, compelling, robust character, wonderful performance, design, fabulous, style. Journey to me, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. We get a nice travelogue bond, we go all over the world, I love it. It's a bond extravaganza, it's an adventure film. Look, some of the problems with the third act, I agree with you gents. It's The, the waters get a little bit muddy when it comes to its plot and I'm still a bit on the fence about how I feel... About Blofeld and Bond's very personal connection, but I stand by Christoph being the blessed, the blessed Blofeld. The blessed Blofeld. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Even better than Grandma Savalas. No. Oh yes. No. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. No. Um, That's another poll we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I kind of. Grandma Savellas can't be in every poll you do. No, I know. <laughs> Leave her out of it. Leave her out of it. When I was, I had a ball. When I was watching this film, I, I'm actually shocked that we had so much disagreement about this film because I was misled. I thought you boys were having a ball the same way I was having a ball, but clearly not. I, I was having a ball. Um, I was having a ball. No, you both said negative Nancys. I think oh. you you overthink this film. <laughs> I Look, I... You know, from films, I want my good guys coming from the left, and I want my bad guys coming from the right. Yeah, but they don't in this film. And 
That's the problem. It's a hell of a good time. You, don't you use a Roger Moore quote. I think they do. Whoa. Oh, whoa, Jesus, oh my God. Darby Deck just half fell off his chair in front of us all. How dare you use Roger Moore's name in vain? How I think they mostly you, do sir. come from the no, left and right. No, they don't. They're so muddled. You think? Yes. No. Boyfeld's definitely our villain. Yes, but... It, no, dressed in black and white. No, my goodness, no. my goodness. Right. Don't, don't you use Roger okay, Moore's okay. name in Give us your like damn rating. Blofeld is completely in shadow. He's just Max what is Denby? it? Look at that. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know he's a bad guy. You know he's a bad guy. Look, what I'm saying oh, yeah. is that I'm a simple mind. We know that, <laughs> and I just want to have a good time. And Girls I think Craigie, Craigie is notorious for being serious. I love the humour in this. I love the stunts and action. On. You've you've admitted in previous podcasts yeah, that I know. he is funny. He is, but I so think what are you he talking gets, about he's too serious. Well, he gets a bit of a bad rap, and I think this. <laughs> That's not what you said, though. You go, Craig this, is too serious. He said he's notorious. For yeah, he's notoriously too serious. Well, I think but he is. He may be notorious. Oh, I think oh, generally, oh, I think oh, you're trying to pick apart little old Jake a little too much. Here. I don't want him to defend what he's saying. <laughs> well, generally, I think across all Get of the Craig films, to your number. He's been known to be too serious. What is it? It's a shaken nine, isn't it? It is a shaken nine! Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I would go back to watch this tonight. I had a ball. Aside from the dodgy CGI at the end there. Mm. At the end? At the end. Yeah, and my six falling down. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that is a bit dodgy. Yeah. No, it's a nine from me. Come at me. Alright. Love it. Look, I think that this is a fantastic Bond film. Right up until the torture scene, it's when he makes it. It all becomes a bit easy after that, mm-hmm. and the stakes really fall fall out of the film for me, fall away from the film. I think Daniel Craig is the best James Bond that we've had. I don't think anyone else comes close to him. Uh, maybe Connery. I think Leia Seydoux does a, a, a fine job in this. Uh, I think that Hinks is one of the best henchmen. We've had in the film, and even though he's utilised wonderfully in this, I still feel he's a little underused. The the theme song by Sam Smith, I adore. Seconded. I completely understand why it's won an Academy Award. I think the title sequence wonderful. I think the stunt work in this is wonderful. It is just a couple of problems in that back end that undo some wonderful work for for two hours. It's really only that final half hour. That said. It's a shaken, and would I watch this before Quantum? Yes, I would. And I will give this a shaken eight. There you have it. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine, my That's goodness. That's why six was so terrified. Uh, Seventy, seventy-one. Seventy, seventy-one. Seven, seventy-one. Seven was hungry for more. You want it. You know it. Hungry, hungry sevens. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen... There's no film. I said I never have to, to fucking watch. do this with you. No, you do. Oh, fuck you do. Again. Check you your do. contract. Oh, Check no. your contract. Gentlemen, there is not another film to be watching. <gasps> we won't be joining it. for 19 diggity or 20 flibbities. Anything. <laughs> not this week. Maybe the we week. will. We'll do an unofficial. We'll be doing an unofficial pretty soon. Mm. But we're going to take a little break for the next maybe three or so weeks. Next month, we're going to take a break from reviewing uh, films. Next week, we'll be joining you 
for our ranking episode oh. of the entire James Bond filmology. Oh, oh my it's God. gonna be hard to keep track of. Oh, sure I can't wait Lots to see what you've got in store for and numbers us. and but, names. Ladies and gentlemen. Lots to be done. Oh. We'll see you then. See ya. Bye-bye.